0: If I
1: start with three people, will be left. And when I get nervous, I walk. And usually I speak too quickly. So if you don't understand anything, just keep it to yourself and pretend you did. I'd be very, very careful who I you mean, talk to you about that because the person who wrote that is dangerous. Let us begin.
2: Yay.
3: <laughs> Hi,
1: Blair. Hi. I'm here. <laughs> and guess who else? Who? Finally, <laughs> Mr. Luke Nelson.
0: Yay. Hello.
1: Welcome. Thank you. After however long of being on the whiteboard, then your name getting erased because we had to replace it with Space Race team name options. Um, and His name was on there for years. For years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and Jared might have been on there. Jared for, was on he there. He was on there too. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And then, um, And then we only talked about Jared once when Nate Pack came in. And I think those two have a some kind of, you know, sports type relationship. But he's so he got he got talked. He's been talked about numerous times and not present. I believe the same is uh, <laughs> true for you. Yeah. Um, <sighs> legs are a little sore today.
0: Yeah, stairs stairs are hard. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I agree.
1: How many laps did you end up? Did six. You, six total. Yeah, six okay. total. And he, and you were there the whole time. Full 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Running up for air. Grander Peak Edition happened again. This was the 10th somewhere. 10th plus. 10th plus yeah. something. Um, and uh, the best thing about it, it's like a, it's a fundraiser um, to support various, um, I'll just say environmental issues. Yeah. Um, uh, mostly having to do with, uh, the gases that we breathe (laughs) and, uh, appropriately here in beautiful Salt Lake city, uh, this year's event kicked off at a time when the air quality index was in the red at a whopping 158, a lot of particulate, you know, stuff. Everybody assures me that this is. The first really bad inversion this winter in Salt Lake. Yeah. Anyway, I was actually amazed at how many people showed up willing to sacrifice themselves.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly feeling
1: a little bit today. I
0: kind of feel like I have a cold, I, and I'm, but I'm not sick. Oh, but, yeah. I've been coughing yeah. for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Some weird gunk. But it, it, uh, yeah, no, no greater illustration of how important it is. Absolutely, and especially here with more people moving here. I'm sure it's the same up north because you have similar inversions sometimes. Or is not as just- severe? But yeah, we yeah. do have some of the same weather. And is it um, is it our inversion that just drifts north into Idaho, or <laughs> is it? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we have our own. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> but no oil refineries or Correct. things like that
0: around. And- uh, we have a phosphate plant that's fertilizer that's on the edge of. Our town. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: To the west. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've seen there's some stacks yeah, out there. Stacks out there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. And as more people move here, it turns out um, that the traffic's not going to get any better unless better means more to you. that sector of the community that loves to sit in traffic yeah i you know i really don't know what the percentage of them
2: you know so what are your hobbies
1: damn love love listening to the nonprofit podcast while i sit in traffic
2: (laughs) oh i see the interstate's not moving gotta get in my car get out there let's get out there
0: yeah idle for a while yeah exactly
1: (laughs) and uh it so air air quality here is not going to improve with more people moving in so no. i think it's a it's an important um sort of thing so rufa r-u-f-a i d- don't know exactly what the web address is probably rufa.org running up for air running up for air it's, yeah i think that's what it is yeah yeah and now there are multiple events i mean talking with jared he said yeah there's there's what there's well, at least here in Utah, there's three. Yeah, because there's one down in Provo, and then there's one in Ogden, and
0: okay. there's one
2: in Missoula, Montana,
1: and there's one in Missoula, also a place where yep. some inversion happens.
0: Yep. There's one in Colorado, okay, uh, Denver area, and I think one in Seattle yeah. area this year. Nice, that's uh, awesome, and then
1: one in Sham, Chamonix. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> also a place where much needed. <laughs> yeah, um, since they reopened the tunnel, and no one will ever and. Uh, Wrote an article. I actually got published in Climbing Magazine, so I was super pissed off about it. Um, when the in '98, when the fire happened inside the, in tunnel, the tunnel, and mm. um, there was some miscommunication between the Italians and the French and the Swiss, who eventually cl- came to help out. A um, bunch of people died. They decided adding oxygen from one side would uh, blow the. Well, there, there was no way for the firefighters to get in. Right. So they uh, blew some air through. From the French side towards the Italian side, uh, which further fed the flames. I was gonna
2: and, say, yeah, it wasn't
1: tor- wasn't great, no. Um, but at least they could eventually get in there and put the fires out, and then years of and that was like, well, this sh- tunnel shouldn't fucking be here. But the amount of truck tr- truck traffic that goes through there, you know, thousand to twelve hundred truck, you know, semis every day, right. um, and so all that when that got shut down, everybody got. Shunted south, south to Fréjus, so um, that, you know, both sides on the Italian and the French side met also zones where there's a plenty of inversion because there's low valley bottom and huge mountains all around. And those people were like, fuck this, you know, because yeah, you just like here. doubled uh-huh. our thing and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the tunnel got reopened. And despite best efforts, you know, to provide alternatives, you know, trucks get on a train and the train goes through a tunnel... Get more trucks, you know, a couple of tra- tra- train engines, vice, you know, thousands of trucks a day. Anyway, um, so, yeah, running up for air plan there in Sham would be pretty yeah. darn good. Because you see, you know, where all, all of the trees at the entrance, you know, around on the hillsides around the entrance to the town are just all fucking dead. And yeah. um, because of the toxic fumes that come out. Anyway, so we're doing a bang up job. With the spinning orb, <laughs> and uh,
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and you know who knows what the answer
0: is. Yeah. No, no. Fortunately, though, there's good groups that have smart people working on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I think that's the beautiful thing of RUFA is it supports those groups. Yeah, like yeah. I don't, I don't know how to fix that. Yeah, but there's people who seem to have good ideas. So
1: and who you know make visits to politicians yeah. and um, and and you know where the politicians can be found because a lot you know the people who live in places that uh, that don't have issues can't understand the issues but when you live in a place and especially you know years past here in Salt Lake when the inversion has like locked in for two or three weeks and every day it just gets worse because there is no air circulation but the production of toxic fumes continues um, if you've never been in it you don't doesn't doesn't you know you don't understand mm-hmm. um when the people from gruvel first came to utah it, was, it would have been june of 2001 um and we took them down to moab and blah 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 and they they're looking around and they're like ha, no wonder you guys don't have a green party here and don't give a fuck about the environment and i go what because <laughs> you know what uh and he said, look at, look at all of this open space. Look at this beautiful blue sky. Look at all of the clean, you know, nothing there's, you know, nothing in this, you know, this particular national park has been overly defaced except, you know, by the federal government itself um, and, uh, and, 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 and it's preserved. And so people don't see the problem. So therefore, there is no environmental action taking place. Because you have these places like this you can escape to, but there are nothing. There is nothing like this in Europe. Like, okay, so last best hope. Cool. Oops. And then we have, you know, offer up some uh, oil and gas leases. Yeah, on the outskirts. (laughs) And even
0: here, even the people who live here, when you're in it, in it, and you don't leave it, Yes. it's also hard to recognize, yes. right? It's just like, oh, it's kind of overcast today. Oh, yeah. But right? it's not <coughs> clouds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? And it, and you get that perspective. Like yesterday, you go up on the mountain, and it's beautiful blue skies yep. looking down into just dirty yep. Toxic soup. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, I feel it intensely coming from Montana. Whenever I complain about training, oh. and we have a couple of weeks of like negative 30 or it hits negative 50 this year in Bozeman, Mark's always like, yeah, but you're not – breathing arsenic right now. And I was like, oh, legit. And then when we come down here, and if the inversion is bad, immediately headache, you just feel it inside. Even yeah,
0: congestion. Like, yep. All of it.
2: Even in Rufa, if, it, if I push to a certain extent, I'll get like that, like low belly nausea if it's uh the inversion. Yep.
1: Yeah. 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 <sighs> Last year, Blair. Yeah. At Rufa. Yep. You did five laps in 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Or... Yeah. 11 and a half or 11 or Or whatever it was. Yeah. Plenty. Yeah. Decided to go for the 24 hour this year because... Whoa, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs)
1: Okay, the 12 hour was sold out because people lack commitment.
2: (laughs) No, (laughs) because... No, they have more initiative than me. They were better planned than I was.
1: (laughs) 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 They want to be... Up and doing it during the daylight Smart as, humans Yeah, yeah.
2: No yeah. it was perfect Because I did want to practice Running through the night So I signed up for 24 hour um, With that goal in mind Yeah And then Because the 24 hour starts at 6pm Yeah And the 12 hour starts at 6am
1: So the goal this year Was to just To see the sunrise Yep Get through <clears throat> Yep uh, That there, there was some Goal reorientation That was a, a Trying to happen In the middle of the night Yeah That's <laughs> most accurate
2: <laughs> That's really accurate. I ran three laps and I was like, I want to go to bed, man. Like, yeah.
1: But then we, you know, we went into the warming tent and yeah. we sat we there out. and then there was this this lump. Well, Luke so was many... having a
2: great time and had the best attitude ever. But, but he Oh, wait, was, no, no. Yeah.
1: It was this lump under <laughs> some kind of comforter lump. trying to sleep. And so
2: Mark and I are just hanging out, just chatting and next to this lump.
1: And then suddenly Luke pops his head up, and I'm like,
2: "Oh man!" We're like, "Oh my god, our friend has been here the whole time."
1: Exactly. <laughs> and he was on a completely different sort of st- like strategy. Yeah, he had
0: a great <laughs> like plan. A, yeah. Well, uh, the plan developed during the <laughs> first set of laps. <laughs> so the initial plan kind of the opposite of what you had going on when i signed up for the 24 hour i had a very specific objective in mind yeah but it was dependent on a particular lottery uh of which i was not selected yep um that 24 hours and and some of jared's early training that evolved into rufa was preparing for this also particular event Yeah, okay. in march or april yep um the barclay marathons so yeah out i was it. like are we saying I'll it? Out it?" i'm gonna say the <laughs> word um yeah. so i was not selected for the lottery but i had already signed up using that intentionally as a training for yep. barclay um and what i didn't do is have the commitment to remove myself from the 24-hour <laughs> event early enough good <laughs> so i found myself nice. in the 24-hour event with new objectives yep. yeah um and started out and and you know everybody at the st- at the start's like well how many are you gonna do and yeah I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I don't really have a need to do all twenty four. No, so I don't know what I'm here for. Yeah, and so I and uh, guess what I am
1: free of expectation. Yeah, which is really strange. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think gl- we should get yes. we should have that. But please continue for right well, now, or it, we can. It, do it took it now, a couple of
0: of laps for me to to initially free myself from that. Yeah. Right. So
1: because you had sixteen. I had Uh, enough
0: food to do 16. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And in in organized one-lap bags, which I – yeah, that's that's sort of – that's not Blair Speed style. No, I took a picture
2: of Luke's prep, and I sent it to Mark – or showed Mark, and I was like, oh, my God, look how organized Luke is. I'm like, I maybe someday I'll be here.
1: (laughs) And I'm just like, you just don't have it in you, Speed. (laughs) Somebody might get – might help you get there. Like, I might do that for you, and then it would just all break down anyway because – expectations change and things absolutely and 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 who and but you there's a certain amount of i mean come on you're you grab the water bottle in the hotel lobby on the way out to run 30 miles that one day
2: in my defense (laughs) my life has been chaos (laughs) for a while so the prep for sports events has been lacking Yeah. Fair. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I, and I, but I think there's a a certain, also there's like a certain temperament, which if I go through the prep that doesn't necessarily, it it doesn't necessarily bind me to, you know, expressing in that way, but it allows me to, should I decide to? Absolutely. And that was my thought process, right? As I'm
0: getting things out, I'm like, okay, if I choose and my body responds appropriately, I want to have the option to do the the thing no one's done Yeah, yeah. at RUFA, yeah. right? Which 16 laps, 100 miles, 48,000 yeah. feet of ascent.
1: Nobody's done that. Yep. So, and right now it's 11, 12. right? 12. It got, okay. Yeah, 12. Yeah, nice. 12 yesterday. Andrew finished with 12. okay, oh, oh, good. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Um,
0: and, and so, you know, I, I lay out my bag. I have everything set. I get to the starting line. And I've been doing a very different training program. We can talk about that later. Cool. It has not involved going up and down. Mountains. Yep. Yeah. And so when I started out, I was like, well, I've been running fast recently, so I'm going to go ahead and run fast
2: yeah you ran fast
0: (laughs) and i got to the summit of grandeur at 47
2: minutes on
3: my
0: first lap
1: that's not appropriate for 24 hour pacing apparently you you just got to blow out the pipes on that first lap and then you can settle into a good hour and 15 minute
0: pace and and, and i I was you know having some fun playing with the guys behind me i did it with my light off so they didn't know where i was until i came back with my light on and they were like still a long ways from the top
2: and then on some lap they were behind me but they don't know that I know you obviously and they're like I don't know what Luke's doing out here
0: (laughs) I was like this is amazing it's okay he doesn't either (laughs) (laughs) and so I get down I turn it around come back up for the second lap and I was like okay let's be real like I'm not I'm not running like this for 24 hours yeah and I have other goals that don't that won't do well if I'd grind myself to to into pulp yourself, right? no, I just can't yeah. do that and so by the third lap I had allowed myself the space to not keep going yeah. for full 24 hours Yeah, and I made the decision that I'm still going to participate for 24 hours intermittently <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god I loved it I ran into Luke on the trail and he told me his plan and I was like oh my god that's brilliant I still have no idea what I'm doing out here <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I returned after my third lap. I got in the warming tent. I ate some food. I hung out with friends. I took a nap. Met you my other up. friends. Met some other friends. And then decided what I would do is take one additional lap in each of the remaining six-hour blocks. Yeah. So I would have one lap in each of the kind of six-hour chunks of the race. But in line with my later goals, I was going to go fast. Yeah. Yeah. And and try to kind of keep on pace to that initial opener lap that was a bad idea. Which That's turned awesome. out to be a really fun bad idea. Exactly. I had a great time pushing myself hard and then hanging out. Yep. And and being part of the community event. It was so fun
2: to get to cool. witness that. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah.
0: was and, and it was a fun experience to you know, I started the last six hours with the six hour group. Yep. And I ran with the guys out front. Yeah. It's so cool. And yeah. it was their first lap and it was my sixth. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> but because of the extended rest that I'd had, it was okay. They did end up blowing me up a little bit and I couldn't hang on for the whole lap, but yeah. legit. I did, Mark, keep it under 120. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, it. At some point, we're all in the tent and Justine was there too and mm-hmm. uh, eating I think some people napping and Luke just said, we're, we're ultra running right now. <laughs> it's true. It's the best. I was Like, Oh my God, it's true. Yeah. Cause this is part of it. Absolutely. Like you go. And then at some point you need to not go for a while and yeah. you hang out with other people who are also not going for a while. And then somebody says some shit about like, I feel like I feel a little guilty. Just not going right now. I should go. Then they put their shit stuff on, and other people are like, ah, "I'll go with you." Yeah. And then it was re- it was really nice to see, a- a- and to see three people who I know are very dedicated, can be extremely motivated, and uh, attached to an outcome. You know, uh, and that's a neutral statement. Um, just sort of all go. No, today's not the day. Yeah. Let's have fun. Let's sit with each other. And when, you know, Justine was like, nap lap? I loved like, her nap lap.
2: <laughs>
1: what is that? Well, I stay in the warming tent for as long as it would have taken me to do a lap round trip. Nap lap. And then I go out again.
2: Yeah. Go, oh, my God. Well, and Justine won women, or the women's RUFA last year. Yeah. And then her mantra for this year was, my heart is in the event, not in the effort. So she wanted to participate and be grateful to be there, but not be attached to doing 11 laps again. Yeah.
0: And and similarly for me it yeah. was probably my favorite rufa. That's awesome. And and nice. I, and, I, and I've done almost all of them. Yeah. But being able to have that much more personal time with the community with my friends yep. was more of
1: a it was more significant than just running up and down the whole time.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And having yeah. a very sort of narrow field of view yeah. and yeah, you see your friends but it's it's only race talk. Yeah. You yeah. know, or whatever. And I think that's uh, um, plus, you know, just fun hanging out and getting to spend some time. And then I also, you know, have learned, um, you know, a little bit more about some of the uh, some of the miles that you've covered and <laughs> in the and <laughs> in the, in, in, in the ways that, that you have done so, like the you know the the Sierra High Route kind of yeah. thing, which I hadn't. And we can get to those things. And it's just like your um i'll just say endurance and i'll say career sure because uh whatever that yeah uh, um is long and varied and deep and pretty darn impressive mm-hmm. especially seeing um now you're 40 too 42 42 and the fire is still pretty bright and I and that that is I mean not only I mean that speaks to the sort of longevity that if you're smart about it that you can have in an endurance type of capacity where other more high intensity activities you're you know uh uh twice as bright half as long Mm -hmm. kind of thing but still you know a lot of times I guess it C- could fade, but then there's it i mean it's re- it's really pretty neat to see and you're i very much appreciate you know having uh having had a little insight just you know over the last whatever it was thirty six hours or something into uh that and and begs the question then how did you get started doing this thing <laughs> if <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know you get asked that a fair amount yeah and, and yeah. there's there's a, you know the there's the canned version you know the, the, the easy thing is like well i hang out on the wrong friends and yeah you end up doing bad things yeah <laughs> so. that is what you
2: said at rufa too yeah. you're like a night of bad decisions guys
0: <laughs> yeah. um, but but for me it was an alternate path yeah. okay to running in particular um it's not something i grew up doing um what did you grow up being outside. So my dad works still for the Boy Scouts. Mm -hmm. And what that meant for our family is that every summer from my birth until I left home essentially was spent at a summer camp, Yeah, which meant school sports, particularly the cross country and those things, they would start in the summer. And that was, it was just off the table because we didn't come back until school started. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did get introduced into to rock climbing very young. My dad rock climbed um, pretty recreationally, but yeah. but rock climbing, some peak bagging, mountaineering, backpacking, camping, those kind of things. Um, and as I you know got a little Boy older, scout stuff, yeah, totally yeah. right. And and a, 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 the entry for a lot of people to the outdoors, mm-hmm. yeah. But the different part was I wasn't going for a week for the summer.
1: So does that mean you were also involved in the Cub Scouts? Oh yeah. All right, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the Pinewood Derby later, if that still exists. Oh yes, oh, yes it does. <laughs>
3: I may still have
0: a car around that won
1: a few races.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's
2: awesome.
0: Nice. Uh, okay. So, th- so there was all those things, and then as I got a little bit older, I started finding other ways to be in the outdoors. As I made friends, you know, it was kayaking was one thing that I did a lot of. Okay, um, and was very serious about. I continued to rock climb, and 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 then you realize that if you're not part least I did. Uh, if you're not part of these
1: team sports, yeah, you're
0: kind of an outcast. Yeah. T- yeah. Um,
2: or it's more challenging to make friends. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Who yeah.
1: are the, co- oh, let's, let's just go, let's just time travel a little tiny bit here. Um, who was, st- was anybody from perception still around? Like paddling hard? Like, Ooh. I mean, I know that McDougal, Bob McDougal was kind of part of that crew. There was a couple of, th- a, a couple of guys from salmon that, and I big, remember yeah. the thing was like the big thing at the time was to try and run. I think it was the stickeen mm-hmm. com- completely. Totally. One of those guys did it. And I don't think he's a, uh, blackadar was the first to do it. Yeah. Um, and this, I remember this blonde guy from Perception, Mike, something maybe. Anyway, that's probably a little uh, before it's mine. A, it it would have yeah. been it would because that's been like
0: nineties. Okay. kind of picking it up.
1: This would this was the early eighties crew. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um,
0: um. But but so that would be the thing. And and okay, let's let's reframe this just a little bit. I, I lived in Idaho yeah. Yeah. as a teenager, right, and live there now, but in a small town, Blackfoot, not okay. a huge town. Yeah what we had there for kayaking was a wave and a canal. Yeah. yeah. So irrigation season starts and we had a play wave and we could kayak. That's awesome. And we would be out there every day. And and, and my group of friends- And the big stuff
1: on the salmon that's like up north. Yeah, and, 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 wet, and yeah.
0: later on I would get on a multi-day river trips and then we'd start doing all sorts of you know steep creeks and things like that as we got older and had cars. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, but this right. same group of friends, <laughs> kind of these outcasts, <laughs> yep. uh, we also did a lot of skateboarding. Nice. So skateboarding was the sport. Uh, all
2: black sheep find each other yeah totally yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) great flock (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: and and, and that was the path for me like I was just kind of this like hippie outdoor kid that friendly-ish with everyone but not necessarily in those friend groups do you play hacky
2: sack Um, hell yeah oh my god Michael's gonna be so stoked for this yeah (laughs)
0: yeah there's one in the van. If we go take a break and relax, <laughs> yes. I mean, sack. there's, yes. <laughs> yes. there's,
2: Michael like puts hacky snack into the space program. Yeah.
0: Yes, it's so good. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, so, so the, that life continues. I keep doing those sports, but I start finding as I'm getting to the sharper edge of them, yep. um, things start to happen. What um, do you mean accidents? Oh yeah. Uh, I had, a, I had a, personally had a very serious rock climbing accident when I was. 17 yep um I, <laughs> as i idolized uh guys like the guy yeah. sitting across the room yep. from me right now growing up and the amazing things that they did i i aspired to be a professional climber that yep. was my goal of course um, and and 17 at 17 we had a car we'd driven up to go rock climbing in pocatello yep uh, there's a little basalt crag there it's about 30 feet tall and um, with some inexperience and kind of playing outside of my skill set, yeah. was leading a route harder than I should have, and I, I fell poorly yep. on a lead climb, and I fractured my skull.
2: Oh, God, yeah. Uh,
0: and there's some drama associated with that, of but course. Um, my, my best friend uh, lowered me to the ground. My little sister ran to the zoo yep this is pre-cell phones right yeah, so the yeah, zoo is yeah. like a half a mile away she runs the, the <laughs> zoo to use the payphone to call the ambulance and they come and pick me up and take me to uh the icu where i spent a couple weeks yep um and that kind of put a damper on rock climbing yeah um and so i leaned into i went I, once i recovered enough i leaned into kayaking and and then i had some friends die kayaking yep. and um in in my mid twenties, this is when kind of this all comes together for running, is I was I was kayaking really hard, I was backcountry skiing and snowboarding hard and uh my wife and I were expecting. Yep. And that spring I had two friends killed, one have a very close call and our oldest daughter was born.
2: <laughs> yeah. That impact and I lot.
0: couldn't make the math work anymore. I had yeah. to reassess my relationship with the mountains. Yeah, um, And I was working, I was on an outdoor education degree as my undergraduate and I was working in an outdoor shop and, Serendipitously, a friend of mine in the outdoor shop one sweaty August afternoon leaned to me. We were no customers in the store. We were just waiting for something to happen. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, And then something I, happened. Well, he's like, Yeah. He said, I bet you can't run the marathon, the, the local marathon. Yeah. And I was like, I'll take you up on that bet. And
1: so we What was the bet? This,
0: right. That just, I could do just, it or not just do it? Just, yeah. gentleman's like, like, bet. just, no. just a gentleman's no. like, Okay. Yes, I can. So then you did a yeah. one
2: three-mile prep run. Yeah, I went home that
0: night and, and, and trained. So I yeah, had yeah, some uh, <laughs> some North Face Approach shoes with what I had. So I went for a run three miles. I was super sore. And then I I'm ran the marathon next <laughs> The
1: next Saturday. Yeah,
0: so it was like five days. Yeah. Um, and in those same North Face Approach shoes. Oh, my God. Uh, and I ran a three-way marathon.
2: That's amazing. Was done, wow.
0: I had a decent time. I think I was third in my age group. Yep. And and that opened a doorway because yeah, then this yeah. community of runners are like, Hey, there's this trail run thing that happens in a few weeks. You did okay at that. You should
2: do this. Yeah. Maybe get some different shoes. <laughs> no, these are fully appropriate for the trail race. <laughs> they were much better for the trail run than the marathon. And the
1: trail run was only five
0: miles, so it was much more appropriate for the footwear. Yeah, but, and um, the training. Yeah, absolutely. Much closer. Yeah, I had this big long run under my belt. I was get ready
1: to go. 29 accumulative miles. <laughs> <laughs> Total. Total. Perfect.
0: Yeah, I, so I, I, because the guy in front got lost, I won that race um he was way out front he just missed a turn yeah and then i won the next five one in that series the next spring i ran a 50 mile race that fall i ran a hundred mile race and i was i did well
1: all of them yeah and and the professional career in running was born essentially <laughs> you incredible. did your first hundred within six months of starting no so one a year. year oh one year one okay year. one year and two weeks okay yeah. still yeah yeah seems a Accelerated, yeah, steep yeah. High steep curve. Went to the deep end real quick.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah perfect.
2: Just <laughs> why we appreciate you. Yeah. Guys, I think. Yeah. And 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 it was because of people uh. like
0: Jared, who's one of those early friends in that. That was like, yeah. hey, come do this thing. And
2: and is that how you guys met? Yeah,
3: yeah. through running. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. A mutual friend of ours lived in Pocatello. He was a rock climber. Mm-hmm. I knew him from the climbing community, and he was also a runner. And then when I started, they opened the door and welcomed me in.
2: What a special friendship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty long-standing.
2: Long-standing in what you all have done together and individually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. No bad ideas developed between those two ever. No, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that was,
0: uh, let's see, Brinley's 15, so 15 years ago. Awesome. Wow. Ran, running started for me.
1: And, to, and then, the, um, obviously, because you grew up, you know, skiing, snowboarding, that kind of thing, uh, sort of at the... Um. In that same sort of period is when the uphill downhill ski races started happening. Yeah,
0: yeah. I had a chapter with that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and what? And which era was like which period? So I would have
0: started skimo racing in two thousand and nine. Okay. Um. Maybe the winner of oh eight oh nine. Okay. Um. And and ironically, that first trail race that I mentioned, where the guy got lost and I won, yeah. because of him. He was the one that got me into schemo racing, oh, Ray okay. Landon. Yeah. Um, Ray Landon. And and Ray unfortunately passed in an avalanche accident a few years later. Mm-hmm. He was close friends with Sahan, Billamoria, oh, yeah. Jackson, and yeah. Z. And Z is yeah prolific. Yes. And at the time was on the US schemo team. Yeah. yeah. And and so there was this immediate sphere of influence. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> I I showed up as a junk show in some scarpa lasers and like heavy touring gear to my first schemo race. But, yeah. Perfect. But it a, a couple of years later, I was no longer in that gear. I was in the oh yeah, the sharp end in carbon boots in Italy representing the u s yeah. yeah how did that you enjoy skimo racing? um I had a love hate relationship with skimo racing yeah excellent, hasn't um, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um well, primarily, I love snowboarding yep. and and i skiing was a tool is a tool still yep. um I like endurance events, yep. and so it was this kind of like ugly marriage of sliding on snow and going hard and and I came in at a really good time with the skill set that I had yeah and did really well yep um but never really loved it
2: yeah yeah
1: did you get to do um I mean obviously if you go to the world championships and you're representing the US there is a a team race but it's going to be over in 2 plus hours yeah. um and and I, I think the, the the cool races are the the Petri de Glacier the you know the, Pyramenta uh, the, and the, the, the Pyramenta yeah. the Retour yeah. the Mezzalama um, even the Grand Paradiso one is a sure. good day out but um, and, and those are the things like it, it, it's funny how like to because I was in Europe when the whole thing started yeah. and it was more and it had more mountaineering than ski you know there was yeah. you know it's all done on skis but it 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 still had that tradition of, you know, it's, you're, you're a team. You have to use the rope sometimes. You might have to put crampons on sometimes. You're going to be on this no-fall terrain, yeah. um, you know. Like, uh, I mean, some of this stuff like the Ridgecrest and the Metzalama, you know, you're just like, okay, we're over, you know, are 13,000-plus feet up here and you don't want to go down that side you know you don't want to go fall left you know um, you'll probably die yeah, yeah i mean if, if, it's a, <laughs> if it's a bare blue ice yeah. you know conditions you know on that slope yeah you wouldn't stop there's no way to stop and and um and that's a th- that and the pdg are three-man team races yeah. which is also pretty cool um and to see like the early pierre mentos i mean Patrick Gaboru, like. Fucking climbing legend, you know, not only in the Alps but all over the world. You know, he did really well early on in those races. Christophe Profi, um, uh, Pierre Dalbois came from came from climbing and into that, it, like a bunch of really interesting thing, and then it just got more and more towards Nordic skiing. Yeah. And especially and especially those European nations where if you're like, oh uh, yeah, we got a ten man national Nordic team, but if you're number eleven or number twelve you welcome can Welcome to schema. Welcome to schemo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so then all of a sudden the level just went super high yeah. and the events turned um uh in 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 more in that you know, less mountaineering. Some mm-hmm. of the classics still stayed. But the advantage there was you could go out almost you know, at least one night a week at your local place and there'd be a, there'd be Wednesday night worlds yeah. or Tuesday night or whatever, and, be, and be able to train that way, um, you know, in a groups, in a race environment, which I think was really cool. But then it becomes something that, you know, now you have the sprint course, yeah, you know, uh. in, involved, which is, um, <sighs> yeah. kind of the antithesis of, it's of the sports origins. Of the origins, for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I unfortunately never was able, never, had, never made the opportunity to do one of the, the grand courses. Okay. Um, I raced in Europe twice.
2: You told uh, us once about racing in Europe and how you went running between events because, so you could explore, which I just love. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> that was my first world. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, this was like, it was so wild, even to think of it now. Um, I was the young kid on the team. Okay, right? And I had done great in the U.S. racing. But the U.S. races, like you're explaining, were very different than the Europe races, right? They were generally on ski areas. Yep. The uphills were either on like moguls out icy runs or groomers. Yeah, And the skiing was not terribly technical. Um, and we were in Clout, Italy, which is the Tyrolean area. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we flew in. It was my first time to Europe. Um, How I, old were you? Uh, let's see. This would have been like 20 okay 27 yep um and because of how i had qualified for the team's race i was partnered with the legend on the team pete swenson yes um and and when we're you know did a little bit of recon (laughs) and and i'm looking at the skiing i'm like i've never skied lines like this like this is oh burly yeah and this is what we're racing on um I had just recently been picked up by La Sportiva for the running team as well. Awesome. And and so we get there and I'm just like so overstoked yeah. about what's <laughs> yes! happening. Like, I love overstoked. Oh, I was just oh overstoker God, all day. Yes. So we get there and I like throw on my running shoes and I'm running all over the Clout Valley and I'm seeing these signs that put like, there's no distance, but there's some hours. And I was like, well, I don't know what that means. we will just go up like, over this here. one says 546. Let's go up this. Like, yeah. um, and And kind of maybe burn the candle a little bit but but then raced had an incredible racing experience with pete awesome. and in the team's race um,
1: his attitude is so good
0: yeah and so strong i, was, I mean yeah there, there's there's probably at least 10 years if not 15 years difference age-wise mm-hmm. yep. um and so strong and so technique uh, just
1: dialed um so fun to race with yeah. him. Yeah. I that, started some races with him. Really? Early on. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: uh, well, we may have been at some of the same starting lines. Um,
1: no, cuz I I like I think 2006 was the last okay. formal race I did. Okay. Um And but there yeah, early on. I mean, it's my the first race I did was 2004. Okay. And it, so my career, I mean, my interest in it was like pretty No, but I did some racing again in 2013. Mm, actually. Yeah. Uh A Basin was one of them. Okay. Which, you know, last race of the season was and since it's all inbounds and there's no packs and yep. it's gonna be over real quick. Try that was race. that was way too fast. <laughs> uh and it was one other one that year. But but mostly early on yeah. was when that was happening. It was pre cosmic. It was pre you know, this was yeah, like totally. the the O four race that I did here. Um probably Snowbird. yeah, Alto. or Alto the yeah. uh powder keg yeah it was the first year it was a world it was when it was a world oh yeah so all the euros came over and trounced everybody oh my god (laughs) and i think everybody had saucer eyes at the end Mm -hmm. yeah um which is pretty yeah pretty amazing um and you know and people and that was you know early on i mean i had relatively light gear compared to a lot and then there was there was still a telemark category you know yeah oh yeah (laughs) Um, And probably a split board category then too, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it, yeah, the it, it was it was wild, and people, um, yeah, that was eye opening for everybody to see how fast you know, because yeah. current Rico Elmer showed up. I think he won that, and he was world champion that year. I think it was it it was that year, maybe the, the following. And like no, this is they're doing a different sport than yeah, you know yeah
0: well that's even i mean that's how it felt for us the, yeah the u.s team was definitely like we were there um we were racing canada everybody yeah. else was racing <laughs> <someone Yeah>. else. <laughs> <laughs> and that could so it's the north but american championships there was, a, there was a good rivalry there between us Nobody. and the canadians and yeah um that was the year they first introduced the sprint as a test event okay um huh. because they were putting their bid for the olympics and they they needed something for tv yeah and we all felt Pretty gross, even participating in it, because like you said, it's the furthest thing from the sport. Yeah. We're, we're, we're on one day, we're having this just exquisite mountain experience of skiing real lines using, like, I was real grateful to have a climbing harness on for some of the fixed lines we were on. Yeah. You had to have an ice axe, and I used it. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, like it's, and en- yeah. Yeah. Like, it was like I was glad for all the tools I had. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, a few days later, we're at a ski resort doing this sprint thing, which it was exciting because there's drama and you can see the whole thing, but it's not ski mountaineering racing. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and unfortunately that's, that will be in the Olympics and the upcoming winter Olympics it's introduced.
1: And that's the event the world gets to see.
0: Oh, that's
2: wild. So, yeah,
1: yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I haven't been had my head in that for a little bit. I mean, I, I know that, you know, there was like ski mountaineering had, had, had eventually had had enough world championships occur or world cup races occur where it was eligible. And then, and then now it's 20 years later. Yeah. It's 20 years after that fact. Yeah. Um, cause it would, you know, had it, had it, you know, become an event early on, um, then it might've been, end up being longer. Yeah. Agreed. You know, um, and but even like the nordic skiing no one watches you know no one watches the long event the most impressive one yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah exactly a sprint. ended up there with drama. a fucking sprint too yeah. you know yeah. um and plus it's like it's i think it's easier for people to identify or somewhat identify with the the shorter you know thing that looks more accessible yeah cuz you obviously don't understand the speeds <laughs> and the so,
0: techniques involved. I mean yeah. the sprint race that's that's really the thing that makes that race uh, to me absolutely amazing. Ability to do a skin transition in oh, yeah. in, in 8 seconds or yep. 5 seconds and yeah. you know putting skis on a pack and taking them off of a pack and yep. and the precision that that takes. It's, it seems like a simple thing, but, but huh. you fum- you fumble well, one thing and you're you just done. lost, yeah. Yeah. right? You didn't even make it out of the heat. Yeah. yeah. Um, and plus so, to
1: do all that at VO2 you know yeah, level yeah, of intensity
2: yeah, totally, yeah. yeah you know you're like vo2 and in a race setting <laughs> and, yeah. and
1: yeah so fine motor skills go away yeah, you know yeah. and the fact that you can rip skins and and you know or apply yeah. um under those conditions in that time frame is pretty wild yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah the 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 following world's year so it would have been two years after two years after yeah, yeah um was a was another a kind of overstoker experience? Yes. I had already started make, making the decision that I was on my way out. Yeah. Um, I the I think it was was it the previous year? Um, I'd won the national championships in Jackson Hole, mm. and that qualified me for the team. Um, but to be able to compete in the teams race that same year of the Worlds, you had to get a certain placement at the national championships. Mm and ended up having probably the scariest experience I've ever had on skimo skis to qualify. I found myself at the top of the last climb with four guys. Everybody could qualify. Oh god. Only two were gonna make it. Right. Yeah. Um, and we transitioned out at essentially the same time. It came to it a downhill. And and that's not a very common experience yep. in the US in particular where you you win the races on the uphill. Yeah, But you could very much have lost it lost the on the downhill. Yeah. yeah. And on that particular race my decision was like, if I want to go to Europe one more time, I'm going to have to just straight line this mogul field. Yeah. And if I blow up, I tried. And if yeah. I hold it together, I'm going to Europe. Yep. And I think the watch said 71 miles an hour.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> when I um, at the end of that race. I range. would just
2: have a heart attack. Wow. <laughs> 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 if I could stay on the skis.
0: <laughs> and I got a spot I mean, on the team and, and yeah. was nice. able to compete. And But and when we went back, we because my heart wasn't there yeah. yeah like i wasn't there to race i was there to have the experience with the team yeah, yeah. um the dre brothers were there yeah and we skied so much on our days off. on the days off <laughs> yeah we were
1: were they want to, that's like, what those guys want to do so
0: fun. yeah <laughs> so yeah. awesome but it, but when we got to the races we we're all tired we got yeah that's kick but but we had a great time together and it was in um Owen was in France, uh, a valley over from Le Grav, uh, Pelvoux. Yeah, uh, and we went to Le Grav afterwards as the whole skimo team, and had the best time skiing because we had ridiculous fitness, so we could climb all of this stuff that we wanted That's to ski. Awesome. And That's then I so cool. then I said goodbye. Yeah, what hour. was your
2: thought process for saying goodbye?
0: Um, it, it came. Part of it was a discussion with with Tine, my yeah. my wife, yep. where. Um, the training took a lot of time. I bet um, I couldn't train from the door, yeah. Like I can with running. Right. I had to drive to the ski area, which means you know twenty five minutes each way. It's an extra hour added to the training, and and it basically came down to like you can't keep doing this and running year round. It yep. just doesn't work. Yep. Like, yeah, we're willing. Like yep. and she continues to be the most stalwart supporter of me with this, um, but she's like, it just doesn't work anymore. Oh, completely. And and it was it was like, okay. Yeah, and, that and makes I'm, sense. And I'm okay with, yep. with letting that chapter go. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: And, and initially... Then and you get to have multiple chapters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah.
0: initially it was kind of, I'd feel some FOMO, you know, the race season calendar would come up and I'd be like, oh, I wish I was there with those guys and, you know, really duking it out. And I, I never got rid of the race suits. You know, I still got yeah. the sponsor suit <laughs> and I got the US suit and I still got a pair of carbon boots in the basement because I just haven't
1: totally let go. That's but awesome. It's funny, I have like out-in-the-out out building. I, uh, every now and then I go out there and look at my my trabs. Yeah, totally. My early red and white Dina fits, as, as far as I ever got on the lightweight yeah. boots, but they're still super fucking light. And I still have my one-piece suit. And, I, I it, and it's like, it, but it's not a, like it, I don't look at it and go,
0: Hmm.
1: Maybe. I mean,
0: I'm not going to put it back on. Yeah.
1: Probably never.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really incredible. Something that you both share is, is the ability to navigate those different chapters because it's so easy as us as humans. Oh, I'm really good at this. I shine at this. I really enjoy it. I'm just going to stay here. But the ability to walk into the unknown or to try different things over and over and over again, is pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. And I want, and I wanted to leave that sport on
1: a high note
2: as well.
0: Like things went well. We're good.
1: You walked away from a 70 plus mile an hour descent. Yeah. I mean, that's like, <laughs> yeah. what I was thinking. and I think I realized, so when I went back in 2013, I did do the, the Breckenridge race, whatever, five peaks, seven mm-hmm. peaks, yep. whatever it is. I did the power of four <laughs> with Vince Anderson, who dragged me yeah. to the finish after I um, blew up, but, uh, but and it was on at the Breckenridge race where I realized like, I can take a minute out of this guy um on the on the up, but he can take two minutes out of me on the down yep. at no cost. Yeah. And so I was like, I'll never be that good going down on this gear. Like I I will not practice enough. So I could just this is a, won't be a thing for me. And yeah. I wasn't willing
0: to take the risk anymore. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. the the risk of, of going uh, down at seventy yes. miles an hour in your it's, underwear, like, yeah. like things are gonna get yeah. bad. There's some consequences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah and yeah, so I found a kind of new happy relationship with with running and, and winter sport back to what I love doing. I spend a lot of time splitboarding now and uh, you know, skiing and snowboarding with my
1: kids., yeah. and that's better. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and some work, I mean, how often do you ski patrol? That varies a little bit because I volunteer ski patrol, but I'm also okay.
0: on the snow safety team. So if it's snowing a lot, we're You're doing working. control work. Yep. 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 And it's a small mountain. We get the control routes done early and then I go into the, the day job. Yeah. yeah. The PA job. Yep. Um, so yeah, this year we've used a lot of explosives, and last year we didn't.
2: Did you know, yeah, so very. Yeah. So this year's fun. Yeah. This year's yeah. awesome, yeah. And, and there's
0: really nothing quite like starting your day with a backpack full of bombs and then <laughs> and powder skiing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it's pretty great. <laughs> Who needs coffee? <laughs> yeah. Don't need any of that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: And and had you you know when you were schema racing. In the the off-season, i.e. the on-season, then for running, had you started doing longer, like continue with the 100-mile events? Yeah, I did dial back a little bit.
0: Um, One of my early relationships and actually still ongoing relationships with La Sportiva. Yeah. And Buzz Burrell had established the mountain running team and the Mountain Cup. And so there was some incentive to participate in those races, which were relatively short, yeah, you know, thirteen to eighteen mile races. So I traveled a lot doing those. Uh, had a ton, which of fun.
1: now has become something. Under, it's a different name, right? Well, it's, it, it
0: went away and then regrew in different events. Okay, um, because there was.
1: Cause I know there's like 13 to 15 mile mountain events that happen like at snow basin or, and it's, um, and I can't, is it an Xterra thing? Is that, well, for a
0: while it was sky was it, running. Okay. So yeah. Sky running came in the U S had a strong presence for a while, then faded a little. Yeah. Um, and thank then, you, thank
1: you, Matt Carpenter.
0: Yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I had a sky running chapter with running that I'm very, very grateful for cool, cool races. Amazing. I, and that was for me, maybe that perfect fusion of, of, being in the mountains in yeah. semi-technical terrain or technical lower risk terrain yep. and running. Um, and then, you know, there's some other short races like uh, Julian Cirque series that's popped up that are like three to five mile races. Yeah, um, But yeah, that that chapter with Schemo was the shorter, more technical races. So it matched up really well training wise because oh, yeah. you know, you're going to do a running race that's, that's three hours long or shorter and then you're going to do Schemo races that are the same. Yeah yeah and then i had kind of that shoulder season again i live in idaho and there is not a a group of schemo people right yeah. like i would train in at the ski area alone at dark yeah or right. after dark and in the shoulder season i mounted up a pair of roller skis with dina fit toe pieces and my carbon boots and i put in you know fifty thousand feet of vert on concrete yeah. before the season started by myself <laughs> ouch <laughs>
2: I'll sometimes think. black sheep don't find each other. Well, There just weren't any other ones around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sometimes know. I was looking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I also always did that for dark because I was so embarrassed
3: by what I was doing.
2: <laughs> oh my God, that's, that's amazing. <laughs>
3: Wow.
0: Yeah. 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 So if you got a friend that roller skis with skimo gear, like, give him a hug. I will.
3: Yes.
2: (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, it's pretty popular in Bozeman. There's like a whole team of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: and like the Nordic skiers do it too, but in Pocatello, the Nordic skiers don't do it either. So it's just like,
2: it was me. (laughs) That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When I, I don't know. Eighty, eighty-one. I was trying to learn how to cross-country ski and ski race, and I had roller skis, but they were not for downhill back then. Yeah, like it, and it was like if you found yourself confronting one of you're just like, well, I can either commit, <laughs> um, but or I could just you know, Seattle yeah, just stay on the Burke Gilman Trail, which is the old pa- you know railroad track, which is paved, pretty safe, because there was no. Brakes, There was no, and the binding attachment was not. You know, you couldn't do anything except diagonal stride. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Uh, I I understand
0: that now they're a little different.
1: With My a, first pair like, had didn't have brakes. Okay, um, and I would basically you have like, like the, mon, the fat mono wheel yeah. in the front, so you could yes. kind of turn. yeah. It was
0: like a fat rollerblade wheel. Is kind of what yeah. it looked, almost like a skateboard wheel, but softer. Yeah. Um, and and what I would do is I would put one in front and put one like a T behind me and drag it to slow to down. To slow down. Oh, I get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, or... And an that's ending. also
1: good for strengthening your ACL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your VMO, pretty good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: or yeah. I would do it late enough at night that I could just straight line things downhill and just hope I could keep it together. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Then I got a pair with brakes, which was really cool. Um, but they got flat tires a lot because they okay. had this like, they were a bigger tire, like six inches around. And okay. it was inflatable and there's a lot of go heads yeah. where I live and so I always get flat tires. So I get flat tire on my roller skis. You have to walk home in my
3: carbon boots.
0: Oh, ouch. <laughs> oh
2: my god. Yeah, yes. again,
0: I was doing it at night. But yeah. I just keep the shame to myself. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, it obviously had benefits. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man.
1: Yeah. So the so the ski monitoring goes away for 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 those reasons and then it just uh, just running, just
0: yeah. running, yeah, and and running. And did you find
1: your way back to rock climbing a little bit too, or
0: uh, some, okay. yeah, and 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 some more now. Yeah, um, I I I've always still held on to that. Like I really identify as a rock climber. Okay, Like, which sounds kind of funny in the modern era, but like I have always felt like that's a community I'm part of, even though I haven't climbed much. And from for climbing specifically, I've been trying to back into it but i didn't do a good job of getting on the horse very soon after my accident okay Mm. um and even now leading is really hard oh yeah Yeah. Uh, the headspace is it's scary of course um but i part of my goals for this year i set a goal to climb a 513
1: yeah nice it's
0: harder grade than i ever climbed before and um i got to figure out how to get past this leading
1: thing. So are there yeah. any, uh, yeah. any 513s on the little basalt crag in Pocatello? Or uh, what are no, we talking about no, here? <laughs> may, there might be another place uh, in Idaho yeah. that's become relatively popular.
0: Uh, the Finns, I think, is where I'll probably find a project. I haven't okay. locked in the specific project. Okay. For, for sure. Right now it's yeah. just a number on a notebook. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah. Nice. Um, I love that. Yeah. So so climbing but, – but I did, in the running space, find a lot more of that fusion uh, of, of – things that exist firmly on the Venn diagram, right? Between running and climbing. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I spent mm-hmm. a fair bit of time running up and down the Grand Teton trying to yep. get a record and um, some
1: big mountain link-ups with Jared. What is the the grand record? I, somebody told me the number the other day and I was uh, somewhat mystified. 254. Okay. Yeah. Andy Anderson. Nice. Okay. Climbing
0: Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Took it from Killian. Yeah. yeah Killian I mean, had it at 256.
2: Yeah. That was a while ago now. Yeah. That yep. was
0: the year I, well, I spent That's, two years working on it. Okay. Um, and my project ended when Killian came to town. Yeah. Completely. Oh. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. All I right. remember
2: that and reading all about that. <laughs> Put and it, it out of reach. Yeah. Cause,
1: cause um, like last time, the last name that I even associate with it pre that, you know, Killian era or whatever was i guess gardner heaton maybe uh yep and and
0: bryce thatcher and bryce thatcher yeah, bryce yes. took it from gardner yeah, yeah. Yep. okay yep and, it- and bryce's record is the one i was chasing okay
2: okay that's, that's cool. wonderful i mean which I remember- was like
1: sub four but not 307 307,
3: 307.
2: that's awesome
1: that's still stout because it yeah
2: i remember when killian had it and he's just incredible but then when the park ranger took it it's like you gotta like the underdog you're always like yeah yeah. Like a local, <laughs> local coming in. Although, who knows? There's probably like some local who's done it faster, but just didn't report it. We have well, that in Montana and, all and the there time. And
0: there was rumors, and I actually should ask Andy this, yeah. that he had actually done it faster, but oh, never yeah. said anything. Because he was no longer a climbing ranger in, in Grand Teton National Park. He'd yeah. been, he was in Colorado at Rocky Mountain and just came back.
2: Oh, there's, <laughs> nice. there's this woman, and I won't use her name. I love her. She lives in Montana. I swear to God, she has like, I don't know how many FKTs, but she's never reported a single one. She also used to drive a bus of dogs. Uh, she's just this amazing human being. Uh, and I know that she has all of these records, but she's yeah. like, yeah, I just don't report them. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, totally. So yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just fun what people will go do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, you know, the cool, The, the, the I think the cool record that, you know, if the <laughs> feds weren't so restrictive with certain absurd behavioral rules um, would be the... Uh, The high can fly record off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Because now with speed wings, it would be insane. Yeah. (laughs) It would be insane. There's a sport that should be in the Olympics. (laughs) Yes. Some riveting TV. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it would. would. (laughs) You wouldn't be able to look away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, and the, uh, you'd have some sort of Herman Meyer plus type accidents when totally. they happened yeah yeah.
2: <laughs> okay and, so and bad my, idea.
0: my time on the grand was really interesting um because i recruited help um, okay what do you mean well a great friend of both of ours brian harder
2: Aww.
0: helped me Aww. out with with my first serious attempt um, oh, that's awesome and and this hes was, the
1: guy that talked me into doing that power of four race yeah damn it <laughs> you know, yeah anyway brian's an uh, amazing guy yes um
0: and and yes I reached out to Brian because of my struggles with climbing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, Brian, I, I think I have the fitness to do this, and I've gone and worked at some, but I need some help on the most technical places yeah. so that I can move through them without having to think about moving through them. yeah, yeah. Um, And so on my, my, very, my, seri- my first serious attempt, um, Brian head-started, started from the trailhead, went up to the Black Dyke. Nice. And I started at the... At the pre previously determined time, met him at the Black Dyke and we blasted to the summit and back down. He left me at the Black Dyke and I finished it out myself.
2: Oh, that's wonderful! It was awesome. Yeah, that's, that's so,
0: so cool.
1: That's actually really cool.
2: Yep. Yeah,
0: and and for me, that's a thread in all of the running that I've done. Is there's always been a person. Yeah. And and whether that's Jared, yep. mm-hmm, uh, or in this instance Brian. Yep. That, that makes running not solitary yeah and and that experience was was just incredible yep. because i wasn't afraid
1: with Brian there yeah. yeah. Right? And, and and he'd
2: be... That's legit. And but, there's
1: some psychological weight lifted. Completely gone. That's like a free five minutes per hour, yeah, you know, yeah. or whatever. Well, and, and he knows he that knows. mountain
0: so well. He yeah. He'd be like, put your hand here. Put your hand here. Put your foot here. Yep. We're going to go here. And he also knew the guides that were guiding that day. And he's like, yep. hey, guys, we're going to be coming through. Like, we're not going to push you off, but if you could just let us pass, that'd be really great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they did. Like, it was the most courteous, fast trip I ever had on the Grand. Wow. Um, and 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 then to be able to like give him the high five at the black dyke and then go to chase a time yeah you know and and i wasn't as close as i wanted to be i ran 317 that time yeah um i went back one another time and got it down to 311 um but the but the experience with another the the support the community the the people is is the magic
2: isn't it incredible and i think that's
1: like 2007 i trained a girl for you know well, for Wasatch, she'd never in March or whatever we talked, and she'd never run more than fifteen miles. Um, but it, it was during that, you know, uh, at the at the end of it, she told me, "Yeah," uh, and she, you know, she had a pacer, and I was like, "Wait, what? You get to go with someone and they help you?" After you get super stupid and yeah. you're running through the night following the bouncing white light ball and <laughs> you, you travel to another dimension, maybe not appropriate for, you know, what you're doing. And I thought that's so so cool that you get put yourself into this space where you're really emotionally raw, and then one of your best friends shows up and is like, Hey, let's uh, run to the finish together. Yeah. Here we go. And I thought that was like a really neat aspect of those super long events because you know climbing you're with somebody for the really long things generally
2: do you think that part of it it. is that um you could have this incredible experience instead of just holding the memories by yourself you now have someone that you can share like you can go back just even in discussion talking with them or they share a part of that with you
0: absolutely yeah um
2: but besides like the safety because you're now you have four eyes out on everything right so that helps like the the safety or the technical or that kind of spirit of it. But I just even think about like being able to return to that memory. Yeah. yeah
0: and I think that that memory is a little bit reframed person to person yeah, or different. Yep. Right. I mean, I, I've never asked Brian what his experience on the grand was that day, but I can tell you it's very cherished yeah. for me. Yep. Totally. Yeah. So, um, as I think about all of those people, I know, gosh, here come it, the tears. Right yeah, of <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. But of course that have helped me do the hardest things in my life. Yep. Um, I get to share that with them is, it's a, uh, there aren't words. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 Wow. Yep, it's everything. Yeah, yeah, big time.
1: And to start out, because a lot of you know somebody, I think from the let's say an outside perspective, looking at some events like that, where you know you're like, oh, he's chasing a number on the grand, or he's chasing a number on the high route or you know whatever it is, Um, and 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 from the outside perspective, it. You know, we get stuck on the th- the thing that we think we can identify with, which is the number in the quest to you know be the fastest to do you know to to, to do the the, the thing. Um, and I think it's really easy to lose track of, you know, when you say, oh, I did a first ascent of X, you know or whatever and it and like it but it doesn't matter it, the, that outcome matters less to the participants i think you know until sometime after the fact and you've recovered you can go walk again and blah blah yeah. blah but and then it, then it, be, then maybe it's a thing that um that, that overshadows from the external perspective the, the the absolutely deep and dear lasting emotional experiences that happen with the you know the person or people that you were with but that's not the immediate thing that gets seen it's always the I don't know.
2: Yeah. And I think it's like special. We arrive on a day and we're going to ask the most we've ever asked of ourselves and that kind of like, um, physical, technical effort in the mountains. And then we have someone beside us that's willing to be like, I'll be here with you when you're your best self, or I'll be here. If, if, if we let all of our expectations go and today's not the day, I'm still going to be there with you, you know, is really incredible. Yeah. I mean, uh, similarly, the most important things I've done in the mountains I've shared. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that sharing could be as, as, as profound as the experience with Brian when he helped me. Mm-hmm. Right. Or as simple as just someone being at the car. Oh yeah.
2: Completely.
3: You,
0: you know, oh, it, it's doesn't, huge. it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't take a lot for that person to have this role in, in your transcendence. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. and, and, that's what happens and that's why it's so hard to talk about what these mean to us yes right you go for the event yep whatever that is and you're gonna do the hardest thing you've ever done on the day yep and then you have people that help open the door yeah and they hold the door yep and and they allow you to become the best you yes and they help you to do that yeah um that's the magic and it's really hard for someone who's on the couch like wow he got this fast time the transcendence is missed. Yes. Right. What what that brings to us is missed. It's yeah. not portrayed. The emotion, the sensation, the energy that comes with it is. Yeah. It doesn't get conveyed.
2: No, completely.
1: Except uh, now, we get to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that well, uh, are the only one who hasn't cried yet today. So. Well, here we <laughs> <you're> go. <up. laughs> I mean,
2: <laughs> but I, mean, I can say I'll, I'll probably say it without crying. <laughs> I like to preface, but I would say in the mountains, like exactly what we're talking about in the transcendence and sharing it since Travis has died, you know, and I'll go out and do stuff in the mountains by myself, but then I'll see a fucking Raven or something. Mm. And that will have such a huge impact on me because then I'm like, I'm not on my own right now. Like this person who helped me get to the mountains and this person that saw that potential, I was unable to see in myself is still there and participating with me. And that has such a profound And it's, it's beyond words. It's the ethereal. It's the, it's the intangible. It, it, there aren't words for that deep connection. But we, when we lean into those intuitions that we know, like, it is huge for me. And, and we know Mark and I recently had to put our dog down. And that was so hard because she'd helped me on that journey for so long after losing Travis. And I was like, I just needed like something. And so I was just going to do laps on the M, which is like how I'll get vert in in the wintertime is I'll just lap the M. And then I did one lap and I was like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like I'm supposed to go to Charlotte's in my spot. So I ran in the mountains to like Charlotte's in my spot. And there was like a hundred ravens and they were making sounds that I'd never heard before, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, they're howling. And if you haven't one, been in the mountains in that kind of way, or if you haven't lost a person that you're so deeply intertwined with Then it's difficult to explain to it But everyone who has just knows it uh, And that has been such a special part for me In moving in the mountains Is one of my physical people that I love That I get to move with And then my people that I love and get to move with That are no longer physically here uh, Is profoundly Im- impactful for me And it it's, uh, uh, it's an ability to stay on this earth uh, When that's really hard Yeah
1: I mean, yeah, yesterday yeah. morning, we walked back to where I had the truck parked all night, and uh, and then these two ravens came and just circled the parking lot. And one of them's quiet, did not caca nothing, and the other one's like, it's fucking <laughs> going off, <laughs> as Charlotte used to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I guess, I guess they, they're around.
2: Oh, yeah. If not every day, at least every time I've done something in the mountains, there's been one, you know, it's been incredible. Yeah. I
0: think I shared with you about that. It might be hard even to get through.
2: (laughs) Completely. Um, I had a patch. Yep.
0: Like a year and a half. Yeah. Where things had gotten pretty dark.
2: Yep. Of course.
0: Um... Every day. For over a year. There was a raven in the mountains. Yep. And that was in this country. Yep. And in other countries. <laughs> and and sure, yeah, they're a bird in a lot of places. <laughs> but it was so much more than that. Oh, yeah. And, and you sharing that picture yesterday. It was like, well, I wonder who that was. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and...
0: You knew, right?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Immediately, I was like, I was like, well, if there's a big one with a snack, I know it's Trav. <laughs> right? Whenever I see a big one with a snack, yes. I'm like, there's Trav. Uh-huh. And if I see other ones, I'm like, okay, he's just like sending out, like, he needs to be with other people right now, but he's sending out like his eyes to like check on us. Yeah. And now when I hear loud ones, I'm like, oh, it's Charlotte. But it's the same thing. Like, when we yeah. did the picnic, you know, mm-hmm. the only time Joey and Jackson worried about me was when I stopped cackine because yeah, I wasn't feeling good. <laughs> and normally I do, but there was one point I was out on this ledge and I'm just like spinning. They're probably nervous again. But there's like 30 ravens yeah. and I just have like my arms out and they're just spinning around me. Or the top of granite, you know. There's two just waiting for us. Um, it's really incredible. And in the Bridgers on Charlotte's in my spot, I had like one whose wing touched my cheek. Uh-huh. You know, it's like yeah. There's parts of this world that uh, we don't speak about as often or we just live in a culture that focuses on such other things. Uh, And so when we share these types of things, people that have experienced it, it's deeply moving because of how special it is and how it can save us through really, really hard times. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I knew it'd be waiting for me. (laughs)
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right? Yeah. And... and well, I needed it. Yeah, completely. And, and maybe it needed me. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah. but that experience was necessary, and and that carries us through. Yep. And and whatever that bigger message is, yep. if you felt that you know.
2: Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have this sense um, that the, you know, we are conditioned to build a wall between our rational selves in the world, in the commercial world, and keep your eyes on the shiny shit, Um, and that we need to have certain experiences to break down this wall, to open our eyes, open our ears and our hearts to all of the energy that flows, and my position, because it's my background, is that these experiences that break down the wall that break down this sort of psychological prejudice towards a particular idea um, these events have to be long like we have Mm, to get mm -hmm. to the point of breaking and they are not accessible to shorter more you know high intensity things no matter how hard it is no matter how deep you go no matter you it's only up to a it, it, it seems to be after a certain time that We have more of a direct access to emotional experience, and you know, in normal sport, you know, can I can't remember what year it was. I was watching the Olympics, and I watched the hundred, and the two hundred, and the four hundred, and I'm just like, there's no emotional presence here. You know, there's this desire to win, and but there's nothing afterwards. It's all chest thumping and fist bumping, and you know, I'm the man, I'm the woman, I'm da 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 da. El Garouche wins the fifteen hundred, and he's fucking on his knees in tears. And that took like three minutes and 30 seconds, you know, to get to, but no, it didn't. It took like years of his fucking life, yeah, yes. miles and miles of solitary training, which is where he was able to, you know, gain access to th- these energetic patterns and waves and things. And then it was just the culmination of, of the, of all of that into a three minute and maybe it's 27 seconds. I can't remember what it was, you know, whatever it's too fast impossibly fast to understand yeah. um, but to have like to think back on the um like to say going for 60 hours on the non-stop on the slovak and to have written afterwards that the eye disappeared and that we were just these three emotional energetic things beat that had become one um and to think like man so that's what it wish it didn't if I wasn't so resistant, it <laughs> wouldn't take this much. I know. <laughs> the I barrier know. to it's, entry is the, high. It, it's, it's so
2: high. It, yeah. It, the, and and I
1: think that and we don't consciously construct the barrier no. necessarily. No. Um, but the stronger the barrier it is, the more it takes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I just had no idea, you know. And that's like what I kept saying, you know. After Travis died, I was like, I had no idea of so much. Of here on earth and by that I mean the intangible and what can only be felt and can't necessarily be described so it's difficult to do Um, but in that process I was just like I had no idea and since then I felt so connected to things outside of the human world uh, whether that's the mountains or ravens or or other people that have experienced things like this Uh, it's definitely been lesson after lesson um, and a very powerful experience yeah
0: yeah I I th- I think of those the profound. Yeah. And and the relationship with endurance is um it's so uniquely positioned to open you up. Yes. Entirely.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And 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 what you give and receive. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And
0: and the deeper you go, yep. the deeper you go (laughs) the more the more is exposed right the more of that inner part of you um and
1: and and it just allows your soul to pour out yeah i mean i think all self-delusion disappears at mile x you know or amount of time x or human experience y whatever it is it just feels like god we pile on layer upon layer upon layer i mean and and uh there's you know, I've been reading some books by Tolle Tolly. Yep. And like, well this is what he's talking about. Why can't we just not have these layers of maybe self protection? Or the or or the thing like, oh I I I am, you know uh I have these extra extraordinary, I'll say because paranormal is a bit weird, um, extraordinary experiences. Mm. Why? And, and it takes, you know, a certain amount of effort, a certain journey to a- arrive where those experiences can actually happen. What is it that? And I don't. There's not an answer to this, but I. I, I wish I didn't have these unconscious layers preventing me from accessing that at any moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see someone like, uh, you know. And, and just watching, witnessing Michael's journey over the last three years oh, yeah. of, you know, familiarity, you know, rejection of, you know, from rejection of to to open familiarity to, as far as I can tell, near instantaneous access without needing like a big endurance thing. Obviously that grants more and greater um, to have a, you know, powerful physical experience to gain access to these things and i and it's um and then there's the shame of it of like yeah i gotta do it at night so no one sees me um you know (laughs) similar similar kind of thing i'm not gonna just because i was you know there was part of me watching me and hearing me talking about yeah the two ravens that showed up you know yesterday and one for sure was you know Trav and then the other one was for fucking sure charlotte because like couldn't stop baying yeah as far as i could hear yeah um you know, I don't really want to say shit like that, you know, sometimes because you're know, like, oh, he's a kooky thing. And I'm like, well, it's as kooky as your fucking lab leak theory. So fuck off, um, you know, or, or whatever. And but I, it,
2: and it's a practice of over, it's a daily practice of overcoming that to share it so people don't feel alone in their experience because our culture will shout about, you know, I really want them. they are a pair of Dolce and Gabbana sunglasses with two cats on them, Theodore and Odie. <laughs> My joke is that we live in a very materialistic world and, and. And that's only because a lot of people profit off of it. And and whatever they do that for, maybe they do that because they want to take care of their families. There's there's so many intricacies to all of this. But in our culture in particular, we focus on the material so much. And and as children, we're raised to be like, well, what are you going to become? What are you going to do with your life? Instead of what are you? What is within you intrinsically? And how can you share that with the world? Yes, And because of all of these focuses, we're not raised to think about the spirituality or the... Uh, intangible connection of all of us. And I think we all have different access points or abilities to showcase that. Um obviously everybody in this room is a feeler. And the way that I experience <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. And the way that I experience it in my own life when we talk about, you know, spirituality, it's for how I feel it, it's intuition. And so it's like and just like Mark talks about, you know, I'm slightly embarrassed to share this connection that I felt with these ravens. For me it's like, okay, I'll think about someone or I'll have something. I'll think about the future before it happens. And instead of like just brushing that aside, you know, as a kid, it was very strong. Then for a while, it went away. And now in my life, I just try to lean into it more and more yeah. and, and and share it. So I'm not like the only one holding it. So I'll be like, Mark, uh, I thought about this person. And then almost every time the next day, something will happen with that person Um, so I think it's important to practice sharing that. So people, whoever, however they have that intangible connection, feel more comfortable sharing it. And then we're not, um, roller skating by ourselves at night (laughs) in the cosmic realm.
3: (laughs) I I think, I think
0: that's how our connection formed. Yeah, I agree. And, And your willingness to share. Yep. Create a space where I was comfortable to share with you those things, yes. and and there, there frankly are not a lot of people that know my connection with ravens, yep, um, and and part because of maybe the being uncomfortable with what they might think about that, of course, but but I think another part is the um, sacredness, yes. Um, of the connection and the experience. Um, I feel the same about endurance. Yeah. Um, I'm glad
1: that it takes a while to get there.
3: Yeah.
0: Because it'd be
1: cheap otherwise. Yeah. I yeah. Love that. The The instantaneous things don't, they, they, they can't be meaningful, have, yeah. you know, profound or meaningful experience or, or if it is, you immediately rewrite it afterwards for it yeah. to be so. Yeah. And, and, uh,
2: I like that Yo. perspective a lot <laughs> because it's like, you know, as much as I would love the sacred just to pour out, which it does anyway, the mundane sure. is a sacred, like it all is if we pay attention. Uh, but I do really love that perspective because it's like, well, if we want to have these profound experiences or if we want to come closer to the cosmic energy or whatever words we want to use for the profound and trans- transcendental, um, the need for us as humans to put forth the effort towards it is a really beautiful perspective. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: How much intention do you put into the experience? Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and I think it's directly proportional to what you get out. Yes.
1: Uh, yeah. And I mean, it's how much intention I, th- for sure. And then it's the, sus- the sustained nature of yes. it. Like the longer it, um, that you keep reinforcing and expressing that intention, then yeah, you're, you just keep digging, and I hope that with enough practice, um, you know, that the, the duration or the cost of the experience uh, diminishes in, in a sense um, so that it allows a little bit easier access to the same place later in life yeah. or it just because just at a certain point, like, ah, the vessel can't, right good can't do this anymore and so hopefully i've learned to arrive at this same experience same feeling same clarity of vision and understanding um without the uh and i'll just say same abuse yeah. to the physical vessel yeah right you know in, in some way which is um i mean i think it's necessarily so oh yeah just because if the hey if that stops you know if like okay that i i can no longer do the things that used to get me to the place yep. but i know what that place looks like yep. mm-hmm. i know what the i know what the signposts are i know how the map to get there looks can i reach can i recreate without using this tool that had become my habit to use yeah like the habitual means of access no longer available access still needs to happen yes. and is still needs to be necessary so can i find the extraordinary in the mundane the spiritual you know power in the everyday
0: and i think with frequently visiting that throughout life you can i agree um because you know the map yep. right? yeah yeah right and and initially you take the long way yeah. that's how you get there yeah and and there is no
1: shortcut <laughs> Absolutely there is, not. There is there there are more efficient paths.
3: <laughs> yes. I
1: mean we had this we used to have this joke about like, hey, the only person who doesn't need to use a heart rate monitor is someone who's used one for a really long time and knows what it X yes. and Y and Z feels like. Yes. Yep. And I think it's the same, you know, similar with this is that like I don't need to go forty eight hours nonstop anymore, nor can I. Um but but because of having done so and done gone twenty four hours thirty, you know, like with enough frequency, I'm like I see, yeah, I see the map, and there it is on the map. Yeah. This is the this is the way that I could arrive at the overlook that allows me the same yes. vision. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, we just dropped the knowledge <laughs> nonprofit out. <laughs> I mean, the name's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, I it's. Um, Man, I was hoping we would get here. I was figuring it was going to take about two and a half hours to arrive at that. Yeah. But since we all know the map.
2: Yeah, completely. We got here. And the map Plus, of- Luke has Can our put- socks on, too. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. have those, too. Yeah. It, mm. Which is. They're Raven socks, I, of course. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I remember when we found but, those at Uphill that day. Becky
2: found them. She ordered them for the store for us. No. She- yes. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah,
1: because that's who Becky. Because that's Somebody who Becky opens is. opened the door. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. OK, oh, can, can I share something? Yeah. Um.
1: I mean, I'm not ending the podcast. No, I so like, No,
2: I still want to talk keep... about a lot of different things. So <laughs> yeah. Everyone, hydrate. Hold on. <laughs> hydrate. Grab your Kleenexes. Yeah. Um. Perfect. So when Justine finished the Millwood mm. 100, I sent her one of my Raven prints, and then we have one for you here too yeah of course but it's only a holding it's a holding one because it's gotten a little beat up in all my shows so you'll get an no but, even better i know even I, better i figured you would actually say that <laughs> not only
1: beaten up but also beaten up by a we kitten, don't know which. which one
2: of the kittens put a hole through perfect <laughs> perfect <laughs> just adding some energy exactly yes. yep yeah 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 huh. mm. millwood yeah Millwood you did that for your 40th birthday didn't you it's a birthday party a yeah, birthday party I just a casual just a casual birthday <laughs> party guys the access point isn't that far yeah.
0: well they didn't have to do the whole thing <laughs> yeah that's <so>. true <laughs> <laughs> you just got to come for some Gosh. yeah it was amazing yeah yeah beginning to end I had a friend with me
2: that's how Justine did it you guys yeah. are incredible it was so great that's um- yeah
0: um, well there was a short period of time uh that the most famous mustache in Heber dropped off because he couldn't hang but then he caught back up later <laughs>
1: so which brings us to like the difference uh, that i see and 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 what i think about you know millwood is is like you know jared sitting with his maps you know and just like i want to make a thing that's an unorganized thing that is a you know whatever and there were these guys in Alaska. Uh, I mean, it really started with Roman Dial and then Carl Tobin got involved in making these events like unsanctioned, you know, Forest Service, maybe new, maybe didn't, you know, whatever. Who gives a shit? It's Alaska. You know, it's, you know, starts with an A. So it's anarchy up there, yeah. um, as is Arkansas, probably Alabama. Well, you know, anyway, um, but j- just these... W- fucking wild outdoor point a point b whatever sometimes it's climbing sometimes there's you know there might be skiing involved there might be a you might have to pack raft and fucking inflate your raft and go down a river that you know depending on the season you know there might be some you know apex predator around or you know more than one there's always an apex predator. <laughs> around. well it's alaska the apex predator is a fucking mosquito so yeah, for legit. sure they're there, every, there, sure there, there. There. <laughs> um but and and just to do these You know, create these events that people could go do on their own, you know, hey, I get, you know, I get time off work or, you know, whatever. And some of them, you know, had to be done at a certain season or there was no, you can't cross the river in the spring, you know, or, you know, whatever. But um, I think this idea of creating these sort of – I love it. And is – Pretty fucking cool, and especially because Millwood is right off the tour. Well, that's the thing about what Jared
0: has done with the the kind of multiple routes that have turned into big big deals, community big deals. Yeah, that that they're they're accessible to anyone who wants to try. Yeah, yeah, but you're gonna have to put a lot of try in. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's not just it's not just the turkey trot, right? Like it's, um, but they're brilliant. Yeah, because they they both. They make a lot of sense um and then they make no sense at the same time <laughs> and and, and <laughs> I, would, I would i would use the that best. i would use that very much to describe millwood yeah. right yeah it's, it's connecting these multiple canyons and you go you know connect mill creek first and then big then little and then back and yeah great makes sense but then ha- that the nuts and bolts of it are like whoa like this is this is the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and then being able to take that experience that Jared's created, and then celebrate a you know milestone of my life with it. I'm yeah, so um, with the people who've gotten me to this point. Yeah, um, much like Justine's experience, it yeah. meant so much more because of who was there. Of course.
3: Oh yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah. it's. I was. Uh, I mean, I don't have a long history with the wasatch i thought they were you know only mountains in the winter (laughs) (laughs) at some point because whatever but um i the other day i was trying to i I remembered that noah howell had done this fucking crest traverse thing and i couldn't remember what i thought and for some reason i think there's a version that like maybe starts in spanish fork and goes all the way to ensign or for you know the pearl is um, it that one? Well, the Pearls uh, are uh, uh, a shortened version of, I think, oh, what I just said, okay. what I just talked about. But even if you just do the Was- Wasatch Crest, yeah. you know, from Provo Canyon, like start with Temp and then go to wherever um it's a fucking enormous but i was looking on the trying the internet because i thought there was like a bigger ver- you know for some reason i thought there was a bigger thing and maybe i just didn't find it and noah fucking send me a text you got my number um and uh <laughs> but i'm looking on the internet and i go i stumble onto this old uh, and it might i can't maybe it was jared's uh Inouye's blog oh yeah um back in the back in the day but it was talking about the world and in the comments section, um, uh, Jared and I were having a little conversation I think it had to be like 2009 or 2010 somewhere in this time frame because I had tried it and I had heard anyway and then Vince and I tried it one year um, in the winter number of variations failure whatever I eventually finished the last leg from snowbird out bells missing loan whatever but to go back and realize like man, this whole idea of making shit up in the Wasatch has been going on for yeah, you know, a lot longer than I've been aware of and part of that i think is like the, the interesting thing of it is like yeah the world's a, it's a it's a thing it's not even a thing it's a super thing it's a super thing yeah. but it's right there yeah you park your car you start in town Come go back to town and you get and, you, and you, <laughs> eventually you get back to town somehow you know you hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and to make things like that you know to create things that are are accessible in that way that still do require a lot of try yeah. And some figuring out. Now, it's, you know, the more people that do the thing, the easier to, like, plan and understand and figure out the timing and that kind of thing is, I, you know, still tip my hat to any, all of the exploratory early efforts of yeah. all of those things. And with Millwood, what, it's twenty two or 23 people have done it yep. now. Yep. So up to this point, I still consider it all exploratory <laughs> <Yeah>. efforts. <laughs> very very much. Trying awesome. to very fucking much. figure it out. Like, yeah. how would I do, you know, how am I going to yeah. do that? Who's, you know, that kind of thing. Pretty fucking cool.
2: It's so cool. And then I think about like people who uh, come up with these routes or put these routes out there and then the amount, like, we think about our own personal experiences in the mountains and how profound those have been or how much they've changed us or impacted our lives. And when you've created something that's exciting for the community to participate in, all of the people that have done that have had their own profound um, moments and experiences through that. And so one person's creativity and initiative and the ability to share that has now impacted all of these other people in, in so many ways. It's just this really cool... Like
1: open the portal. Exactly. That other people
2: are like, oh... I'll go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: That, and those spheres continue outward, right? Like those experiences on. I think just about anyone who's done Millwood has brought a friend along. Yes. Right, and then that friend has an experience with Millwood, and that changes them because of what they witness. Maybe yes. not what they experience personally, but, but at they, least what they witness. Oh, what they.
2: Oh, the first time I crewed a hundred mile race, I watched my best friend, and it was such a profound experience just to witness her. You know, it, mm-hmm. it forever changed me, yeah,
0: when I finished Millwood, of course, it was the birthday party, so there was a lot of people there, yeah, um but there were people that and and they were not uninvited, but that I did not invite, that I found so much joy in them being there, mm. and that was previous finishers of millwood.
2: Oh, that's incredible. No shit, yeah, they yeah. track it and, yeah. and
0: and and any of them, if they see someone's attempting, they spread the word, and if you can make it. You're there. Yep. Right. And I'm certain that someone was there when Justine finished. Yep. And at very least Jared was. Yeah. Um and and that when you finish, then this group tasks you with that responsibility that if someone goes and you can make a finish, you go.
2: Oh, that's incredible. Because of that
0: shared journey.
2: Yeah. Humans. Yeah. 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 That's really incredible. Yep. It's amazing. And that's really, yeah.
0: I think that our connection mark started. Well, our connection, when it translated from me just being an incredible fan of you, yeah. <laughs> started with an email about the world. Really? Yeah. I sent you a message after reading a little bit about your and Vince's attempt. Uh, and what I was trying to do before I went was do some due diligence to learn the history. Yeah. Okay. And I, I sent a message, and I was like, hey could you tell me a little more about what you and Vince did because I'm doing this thing. <laughs> and and don't do what we did. <laughs> there may have been some language in the email I got back, which frankly I was surprised to get because I didn't know you. Yeah. yeah. And this was me reaching to, frankly, a hero yeah. and saying, hey, really awesome guy. Can you tell me about your experience? Yeah. And you did. Yeah. And it helped make my experience more profound because I was thinking of the greats that had gone before. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. So it's a public email address and, you know, some requests. Uh, don't receive replies. <laughs> but then if it's something like that, yeah. you know, or it's someone. We we're just talking
2: about that on the way here, actually. Yeah. Serendipitously.
1: Um, like, I will, you know, do the, just focus all the energy Because it's like, oh, someone wants to go out and have a transformative experience. And they're asking me something about transformative experiences, which is kind of all I really want to talk about with people. The same. And um, knowing me now, I'm not surprised that I replied. Yeah. And also, hopefully... uh, transmitted some, um, some helpful information you, ab- about it. Just That's the email. Oh, my God. July 24th,
0: 2019. Still in my inbox. That's
2: incredible. I kept it there. That's
3: awesome. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, a ton of information. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Very useful. Oh,
2: that's so yeah. good. You know, so we were... Uh, We were talking yesterday, and we were in the car, and we were talking about, like, you know, if you want to have a conversation of being self-critical, you know,
3: like, that's
2: (laughs) what we were talking about. Like, we're your people. And I told Mark, I was like, oh, man, whenever we're being hyper self-critical, we should just remember the repositories and libraries we are for one another and Mm -hmm. for our people because of the experiences that we've had in life. And so when we're beating ourselves up, it's like remembering, no, like what we have to offer one another and the support that we can give or the understanding we can give through difficult experiences is is so incredible. Like maybe we sh- we could pause sometimes on that self-critique. And what you're talking about, emailing Mark and reaching out about this experience that you're looking for, you know, I, in, since Travis has died, I've received so many beautiful letters, like especially right at the time. And those sustained me. Like I have a, I have a huge wooden chest full of letters. And, and I'll never get back to those people. But they impacted me greatly. And I'm so appreciative of them. And still with consistency, um, I'll either get letters in the mail or I'll get um, emails or messages from people. And I received one recently. And I, haven't I was going to say just the other day. Yeah, just the other day. And I haven't had a chance to. And now occasionally I can get back to people. Um, but this woman reached out. She's a wonderful woman, um, big in the outdoors, and I knew her, you know, 14 years ago when we joined Search and Rescue at the same time. And she was um, just a little bit younger than me. She was still in college, and she wrote me this really beautiful letter. And she ended up carrying it through the crazy one hundred mile race. Um, because I was supposed to be the photographer on it, but hence but one of our cats had to have an emergency surgery. One of ours is having it again tomorrow. So here we are, universe. <laughs> and so she carried it through it and then she held on to it and then she um sent it to me in the mail and she just really I'm just going
1: to interrupt for one second. You you continue, but how fucking awesome would that have been? To to, have gotten that letter. On on course? Oh, well, Uh. one (laughs) time I sent a
2: letter as a surprise to Trav on Denali and they ran into each other. So Trav got a physical letter from me on Uh. Denali that he wasn't expecting. But yes, it would have been amazing, but it's even amazing now. And she just so captured Travis's spirit and she wrote to... Me And she's like, you know, what I re- really appreciated about Travis is his ability to see the potential within someone. He didn't just see them as they were right then, but he yes. saw the potential that was residing within them and he treated them as that person. And she said, you know, I joined Search and Rescue. I was this woman in college and he never treated me like I was a burden or in the way. He treated me as an opportunity to help teach and help become part of this community and help my community. And she's like, that had such a profound impact on me at the time, you know, I, I was able to be part of this organization, I learned so much, but that somebody with such great experience arrived in such a way that I wasn't an annoyance to them, I wasn't a burden, I wasn't just this noob, they saw the potential that resided in me, and that's how they treated me, like that had such an impact. And that obviously had a great, that's how Travis treated me as well, and that had a profound impact. But that's the type of thing that we all can do for one another so you have this idea i want to go do this thing i reach out to this person they're like oh yeah you can do this here's some here's some inside that i have on my experience out there yeah 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 it's amazing yeah
1: it's it's really probably one of the cooler sort of experiences especially you know in this season of life Is to see people who are like want to go to the well, Mm. and to interact with them, you know, or to talk with them after they've been Mm. to it, you know, gone to the same well that I went to, but you know, years later. Like to get to meet Matt Cornell Mm. this year um, at IceFest and just have a very brief chat, you know, put the longer one on, you know, on hold for later because it wasn't exactly the time to recognize that, like, holy shit. Slovakian, you know, a third, less than a third of the time, twenty whatever years after, like I oh, this is still a thing. Like people are go are still want to go there and you know be transformed and be transformed in a you know have an ex an experience that yeah there was there was a you know some mileposts for or whatever
2: milepost and also like what luke was saying you know thinking about the people that have gone before learning from them being inspired by them being impacted by them is a big uh part of these endeavors and, oh yeah.
1: yeah and i think that you know part of the you know at least you know in for me that a lot of the you know self-critique thing yeah you know whatever that we do as a habit is like i don't you know, I don't look back and think like, ah, oh, I had a massive influence on, you right. know, and like pat myself on the back and shit. I'm like, wait, you, I think you, I... you knew about that yeah. or you, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Granted, you know, I broadcast, I shouted, you know, at the, you know, at the, at the time on some of these things, but I don't, it's, you know, a continual learning and continually almost new experience each time. If Someone asks or someone says, like, "Oh, I read this thing and it was the most, in- and now I, you know, I was this and I'm out of rehab now and <laughs> this, you know, or what you know, whatever, whatever." I, do, I joke about it because it's kind of the only way to, you know, my access point for talking about heavy shit sometimes is I have to joke. But um, it's it's really powerful and it's almost a surprise each time. And I know Blair's seen it numerous times. Oh, it's where in- I'm like it's absolutely incredible really? to
2: witness people approach Mark. And the amount of love and admiration that they approach him with and, and how helpful he was in just being himself, um, how that has helped fuel or guide these different people. And, you know, Travis is obviously just sitting over there. We're just going to keep including yeah. him in the conversation. <laughs> but, you know, Say something, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... Because of what an impact Mark had, had in Travis's life, it was important for me to communicate that to Mark after Travis died because we don't realize the impact we have on others. Right. You know, like we, we don't we don't know the impact unless they share it. And when people share the impact that you have had in their lives, it is like the it's like the soul food, you know, like it is like so helpful for the being. Otherwise, we're just existing and doing these things. And we're like, uh, oh, I don't know. Like, I hope I'm doing some good uh but when people share their their the way that they've been impacted uh, because of what you've done or said or the energy and intent and heart that you've brought to certain things. It's so powerful. And and because of my own personal bias and appreciation of writing, I felt like it was important to write to Mark and to share, you know, you had this profound impact on this person that I love so much in my life and you helped him feel less alone in this world because of what you have done and your ability to use the English language or French to share that. And so when I wrote to Mark... and. And because I love writing, but I used to not always share it, I wanted to say, you know, not only uh, how much these words have mattered, but your bravery to share them. And that there's quiet men, Luke being one of them, and quiet women that are also reading these words, and they're being moved and impacted by you, so you can't stop. So here's my letter. <laughs> <laughs> Signed and sealed. <laughs> yeah. 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 it's And it's special... The way that we all come together um, because of that. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I was, yeah, really moved last year um, reading about your hard rock experience. Mm, Yes. Especially when Blair says, you know, she's like, he tried 10 times to get in and I'm like, there should have you know for guys like Luke there should be a place you know should be like an open place always you know here's someone who's willing to like basically strip their soul naked in you know organized and unorganized events and then later share you know kind of communicate that experience um with the that human experience the possibility of this human experience to other people, those are the kind of people that I want to have, like, you know, participate and just like get their stuff on other people who are participating because, <laughs> I, <laughs> legit, <laughs> beca- because, because <laughs> your presence in that race, say, my organized, you know, the or thing that I was organizing or whatever, would m- help make better people. Yeah. <laughs> would help people become Be- precisely just because of what. You just described, Blair, of, you know, whatever impact I may have had on people. But it's just like if, if what we do and experience and communicate and, 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 and w- with others helps you know, drag human nature up out of the, you know, self-serving commercial shitty depths. But there's the, but there's the paradox.
2: You can't do it to be self-serving, right? You have to like, it's just like the natural heart of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But if we
1: can help them get out of their own, Oh yeah. No, you know, cesspool of shit that they didn't have any choice, you know, when they got down there and they became, you know, a cog in the robotic machine of, you know, of consumption and blah, blah, blah. Like most now I'm, you know, we talk a little bit about compassion sometimes. I love you know. compassion.
2: Uh, it's harder for self than others. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <Yeah. laughs> indeed. But it, but to, to have the
1: sense to recognize lately, and I've developed a lot more lately because I realized, like, oh wow, you you didn't have a voice in what, what you know who and what you became. You arrived at this spot, and now you've maybe not recognized, but you're doing this thing that is transforming you in a a a beautiful and human way and sort of being able to distance yourself from this robotic yes, sir, no, sir, be in debt. So you can be controlled, you know, think this way, think that way kind of experience that you've had up until that time. Um, I I realized like, you know, I've fought it in writing and in, 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 in living for, for years and years. And often blamed the people that I was trying to help grow or trying to show that there was a you know there was a a different way, and to realize within I'll even say the last twelve months that none of them had a chance has just like oh that's i guess that's this is what just by example or showing people there is a you know here's a this Transform them a the physical experience you can have. It's right out the door. Might be the fight. Might be the turkey trot it for be. somebody. It may be. Might be the pearl for somebody. Yeah. You know? But um, to, to recognize this, the inability to hear and see that I was fighting so hard against was caused by a machine that no one can resist really opens up a lot of uh avenues to heart
2: oh yeah there's a lot of compassion available and seeing the invisible pressure of our culture
0: yeah it's really <sighs> what an honor it is to be able to be in a position to share that um speaking of hard rock specifically yeah um Yeah, 10 years. Yeah. 10 years to get in. Um, And the experience that I had was absolutely remarkable. Yeah. It wouldn't have been the same if it happened the first time.
2: Yeah.
0: Or on year two or three or four. Um, Because what it allowed is a space for acceptance. Of self, yep, uh of the things outside of control, um, and then a gratitude for the experience in a different way and that I would have ever been able to have, yeah right it um, it couldn't have been anything but the best day,
2: yeah,
0: yeah,
3: yeah,
0: and it was <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and and that's yeah. not to say that I didn't have the typical tough patches or challenges or the things that happen in ultra endurance events. Yep. Um,
2: but you got to have the day.
0: I got, it was because I I was there. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and, and that unique to any other organized race that I had ever done, there was never a second that I considered
2: stopping. Yeah.
0: Because I was so grateful for that experience. There was no reason to consider it. Yeah um and 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 then also being able to share it yeah um specifically with people who I had had profound hard rock experiences with mm. uh Mike and Ty, you know, I had had time pacing them in great experiences that they had transcendental experiences for both of them in different ways um to to have my family there. Mm-hmm. to to be greeted at aid stations by my eight-year-old son who's so excited that I'm doing this thing that he doesn't really understand, but he knows it's a big deal.
3: (laughs) 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 The quickest
2: way for me to cry at races is to watch a runner come in and see their family. Oh, it's amazing. And
0: and to know that the lessons that they all gained... In me being able to have a physical journey by carrying that right intention, I think, I hope, helps people come out of that space that you were talking about, Mark. Yeah, And just to kind of look up and say, wow, there is a different way. And it looks pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be hard. It's, it's going to be hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently,
1: mm-hmm. You might have to try a few times yeah. Yeah. before yeah. something. Yeah. So forty-one when you do it, the thirty-one-year-old who first applied to get in would not have had that. No. Yeah. No, not at all. It would have I mean, been your son all hadn't about, been born yet. So yeah, yeah, yeah it would all just, about just risk. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I also and, would and have been, with a, you know and and also, also you know probably some self worth dependent on the outcome, yeah, yeah, and and I could let go of that, Just, and of, and of course,
0: on some layers it matters. Of right? I, I want to have yeah. the race that I want to have. Right, of course. I've, I've put it. I've put a fifteen years of hard work into becoming a, a decent athlete. Yeah. Um But it wasn't what drove it. Yeah. Yeah. Right the curiosity of the experience what does it feel like to do that loop what does it what does it feel like to meet those famous volunteers at these legendary places what does it feel like to to come into town and to kiss that rock
2: Mm -hmm. it's
3: awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's awesome Um,
0: and and to and to know that that it was the best day yeah yeah yeah, it's amazing. Mm.
1: Do you feel like that at a certain point, I, I, d- I mean, I don't see it now, but that there was like this, um, in these events, you have these, you, know, you go, you do something in the mountains. I'll just I'll speak for myself. And then have this extraordinarily powerful experience and then go try and have it again. And to be chasing this almost drug-like, you know, high experience, whatever. um, I mean, I know I was able to eventually recognize and talk myself out of it. I don't think I lived out of it. I think it was actually talked myself out of it. Um, But sometimes I feel like in that... it, It takes a long time to do the same thing, but not repeat yourself. Like early on, I'm just, I'm seeking a certain set of conditions. I'm seeking a certain thing. This is overlay on this particular event, mountain, whatever. And I can go back and I can do that, but 3% better or, you know, cause that's, what's going to be different. I'll be faster or I'll be, you know, it'll be higher or it'll take longer, whatever. But, but eventually to go, reach a point um, with enough experience that you can go into something open to whatever like I'm not looking I don't, I don't have, I'm not bound to any particular outcome which means I am completely free and it feels like that's what happened with Hard Rock last year is that you were free to completely have whatever experience presented itself or was available
0: Absolutely. It was a paradigm shift, mm. right? I mean, you started off by, de- by describing a, a career in running. Yeah. And, and, and that, f- it felt like last summer that it was an, a career change, mm. if we'd use that language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I had, up until that point, continually chased either going faster or, if that wasn't really feasible anymore, of going longer and harder like what's Mm -hmm. the next big scary thing that's going to give me nightmares and get me training you know what (laughs) (laughs) right yes and 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 that had taken me to an incredible places and to do incredible things i mean the the progression from my first hundred miler to say de yawns or uh, an experience at barclay or even just recently in Bhutan you know all of these layers of things what the 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 course that I was on the train that I was riding was well where's that limit of human performance Mm -hmm. yeah and at Hard Rock what that became was a shift of where is the emotional growth Mm. that can occur through the physical um and Turns out that still can lead to pretty amazing physical performances, but but I felt like I gained more.
3: Mm.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's well, just, I, I would say that I think a lot of times when we're chasing this whole, I'll just tie this into a little nonprofit philosophical statement. Please. <laughs> <laughs> but when we're chasing these physical experiences, um, we. And and knowing that there might be some transcendent, overwhelming, you know, emotional, fucking nakedness that occur, you know, and, and openness that occurs, but like coming up with these physical things to do, this is very much mind driven. And you turn the corner in life, you open up a new thing. And if I'm chasing the emotional, I'm seeking an emotional experience, a psychological, experience, you know, some kind of this experience that may well result in a profound physical performance but if i am open to this other th- it's because i've started using my heart instead of this numbers driver thing in my head
2: yeah and and i would add you know you received more but in that what what you received you're able to give like you're able to yes. give more because of that yes which is incredible yeah
0: yeah it um it amplifies Mm
2: -hmm.
0: right Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's we joked when we crossed paths on that lap on rufa but it's like you go to a different universe oh yeah and you're still having the same experiences but it's on a different plane yes and and the learning changes yes but also your impact can change and what I dearly hope is that people can seek that experience with their heart big time and not just chase a
2: number and 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 while we're doing these things, I do feel like our intent just falls off of us, right like we're leaving our intent wherever we go <laughs> right and so if we have it gets the, on other people it does get on other people it gets on other people, it gets on this earth, and if we have the opportunity of existence uh for a brief moment uh what intent uh, do we want to put where we're going? Yes. Yeah. 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 For other people that are going to walk up those same or run up those same places.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of the, let's, I'll just say emotional availability of it or the, um, comes with uh, a, a sort of disassociation from, of self-image from the activity. Yeah. Or, I mean, and I just have to, say, you know, for myself, my lesson there was, uh, however long it took to to not see myself as a climber through the lens of climbing after I stopped doing the thing, and then to be able to, get, which in some way I see like look at goals that you have. Or, or ideas for experiences that you want to have that you have mentioned for this year, mm. and I think, oh, that's only available because his, because you know, the, the self identity has changed mm. in an, in in a way, or or you know, opened up. I mean, uh, um, and just to see, like sitting in you know when we were ultra running on the couch in the warming tent <laughs> i <laughs> um, love ultra running <laughs> <That's the
2: best. laughs>
1: oh look i found a burrito in my pocket this is awesome
2: <laughs> that I, was amazing luke did find a burrito <laughs> <laughs>
1: and and to, to to look at that and just realize like how present you were and how much fun you were having it was fun run, to, yeah. you know running but not running yeah, yeah. It, it was you know, fun to sit just, next
2: to your joy yeah yeah uh,
1: and to and to realize like oh there's no self imposed pressure of that's tied to identity with an event or an activity yeah I'm like this is here he's this is a free human being, yeah to and that is i think i mean that sort of personal physical emotional freedom is what i believe everyone should be seeking Well, in, part in, of, a, in a way to because if you don't have it you don't you cannot experience your own self
2: yes and part of that emotional growth is then you're not reacting to others right like you're a self-contained container in a way uh you're impacting others but you're not reacting to others which means i'm on my journey here which means like when people unconsciously react in these defensive mechanisms uh it's just like how hurt gets passed from each of us to one another. But when you have freedom of self and you're the self container and you've, you're on your, this journey, you're not reacting to others or being defensive to others. Um, you have a positive impact on others.
0: I mean, to have to ask Phil about this too. Yes. Um, but <laughs> I very strongly feel other people.
2: I get that.
0: <laughs> um And and being around a lot of people can be sometimes quite overwhelming. Yes. Um, but since this shift, um, it feels It's different. Yeah. Where, like you're describing, I no longer feel like their energy is pushing me one way or the other. I can feel it. I can sense it. Yep. And then I can return what I, what feels right to me to them instead of being reactionary. Right. And being like, Oh, this person's like all hyped out. I need to be all hyped out. Or, um, I can, I can, I can sense it. I can have my self comfort Mm -hmm. and then allow me to continue on the curious path that I'm on. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah.
2: Can, Can we talk about the continuation of that curious path for this year? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What are you up to this year? Something different. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Continue. Give me two minutes. I just need to leave and uh, change the... Condition of my physical existence.
2: <laughs> you need to relieve your soul pod. Yes, I do. I was,
3: I'm
1: feeling some internal pressure that uh, yeah. I know there's a way to to mm, relieve to change, and I I don't want it to become my identity or affect my ability to feel and think. So, so this, I'm going to get This probably going to get edited, so I can re- totally uh, uh, leak uh, well, out a
0: bit of my Star Wars nerdery. <gasps> yes, you're going to the evacuator.
3: I, I am. I am
1: going. Yes. <laughs> three hours three hours it is how long i stood in line to see the first star wars movie
2: beautiful yes well, hello there yeah hello there mark Young black, uh, sheep, all black
1: sheep all find each other black sheep all find each other and with the young god what was her judy ford another star wars star trek she could she actually had all 53 episodes of the original Star Trek series re- memorized. She could recite every line of every character in all 53 episodes.
2: <sighs>
1: Go and Judy. I wonder where she is today. <laughs> Just to it's remember so all warm 53.
2: here right now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Open. Thank you.
1: Hello. Hi.
2: <laughs> Welcome back.
1: <laughs> Practice maximum enthusiasm. That oh my is, God, it's uh, so good. <laughs> Brennan Leonard,
0: shout out. Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. It's awesome. We had a good chat
0: where you're gone. Good. No, I did.
2: Perfect. Yeah. None of it can be on the podcast.
1: <laughs> I um, had a great chat with myself. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. wait, did I say that right? Were there really 53 episodes in the original series? Yeah. Yeah. Three hours was a long time to wait in like 1978 or 77, yeah. whatever year that was. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <clears throat> Should I think about an the evacuator? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Sounds about right.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, uh, You speak about some 2023? uh, Yeah, I guess we're going to talk about what's coming. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll start
0: it off in a. We had a side conversation that's not going to be mentioned, but um, parts of it are. Yeah. do I need to cut it later? Yeah.
2: We, but we express it in the podcast. Yeah, you'll, okay. you'll, you'll, you'll hear okay, it. Okay, I'll yeah. do it when yeah. I'm yeah. in the edit. Yeah. <laughs> i not going to just hit yeah. send. We go, sorry, Mark.
3: Oh, perfect. This. First yeah. time that's ever happened in here. <laughs> Isn't there a whole episode called that? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I, I do believe. <laughs> uh,
0: so I got back from Bhutan. Maybe a whole other podcast to talk I about. I know. That. But, that, yeah. um, and, and, and after Bhutan... I ended up in a pretty dark place. How, uh, I would think it as like a post-expedition blues, yep. like I had had this life-changing pinnacle experience and came home to normal life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. You, you come down from the mountain. Yep. Yeah. And 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 it
1: was uh, fast enough re-entry that it was uh, an enormous shock.
0: Yeah, yeah. You,
2: you come down yeah. from the mountain, you're also in a very sacred culture. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There was so many layers yes. to that. Yeah.
0: Um, and so I, I was in a bad space for a little bit, just emotionally. Yep. Um, which happens to coincide perfectly with ultra running lottery season. Awesome. Um, and you know, the, the guys down, you gotta <laughs> kick him. You gotta <laughs> kick him real hard. And Three so, times. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Three time lottery loser. Uh, one, I had very little chance of getting in the other. I thought I had a better chance and the one I thought I had a great chance. Um, so that would be Western hard rock Barkley. Um, and I did end up on a wait list for Barkley. Yep. Um, and and that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, 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 I described it to someone as it felt kind of like an existential crisis as an athlete because I had in my mind this oh, yeah. path that I was going to follow and it was going to be this exceptional year to do these crazy things, these wonderful things. And uh, and then all of a sudden,
1: there's nothing. I have no plan. This is, I'm going <clears> to <throat> hold it, yeah. but we'll just talk about that. Like, part of the beauty I learned that late in my climbing career. Um, but that was consistent with my ideals generally was I'm never gonna put my own personal sort of experiences in the hands of someone else. Right? If I wanna have these big climbing experiences, the beautiful yeah, I gotta get a permit from the Ministry of Tourism, you know, or whatever, the Mountaineering Association in this country, if I want to go, yeah. So there's a few little things like that. But, um, and yes, there are some environmental constraints because I can only go in this season, you know, things. But for the most part, they're not organized events. We get to choose the time, location, the, you know, stack the deck in our favor kind of thing um, without submitting, in a way, to the organizational or... You know, now lottery type nature of some of these events. Like I can't put my emotional well being and what I want to do in the hands of something so random. Um, and so then when I started racing my bike, like oh, I have to be fit on this day rather than in this general season or this general time of year and and then there's a ton of expectation there's a ton of pressure because everybody else felt the same thing to arrive on that day and so everybody comes with their own personal emotional psychological weight that they're carrying into the event and it's and and happily in let's just say a 100 mile foot race or for example a i don't know 200 plus mile bike race um th- that shit gets sorted out halfway through <laughs> like a lot of people's baggage is gone. A lot of those people are fucking gone, so you can have it, but you have to go through that whole process of, did I get in? Fuck, what's my start? T-? You know, which wave am I? You know, when do I start? Like, and happily climbing in the way that I did it in the era I was able to do it left me free to make those choices, whereas, like, I just look at, I just listened to what you just described, of three time you know lottery like how do i or with blair you know lottery for high lonesome you know maybe you get in maybe you you, you know maybe you don't and just like the emotional um experience witnessing that uh, with her I'm like oh my god this is terrible <laughs> <laughs>
3: legit yeah it yeah. Sucks. i mean athletically
0: and, and, i felt completely directionless i of was course. like I already i feel crappy about where i'm at at this moment because yeah. of where everything was just the timing, yeah, and then yep. and then it's all of a sudden
1: you're just adrift.
2: Oh, it's such a weird feeling, and it's almost impossible
1: and not to feel like they're judging you. Yes, like Completely. it's a lottery. it's a lot it's in the name Don't a you like lottery. Me? <laughs>
2: yeah, why not why didn't <laughs> why, you pick me? Why not me? <laughs> you know what, Luke and I talked about in our side conversation. <laughs> And help me with the pronunciation again. Uh, Equanimity. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Nailed it. Nice. Um, And what we talked about, like for me, I don't pursue equanimity. The lessons of equanimity they come to me (laughs) over and over and over again. Oh shit! (laughs) And I think that I know what's good or bad, and I'll react to that. And then, and so for me, like whatever the the, I perceive as a negative, it knocks me down. Like I get knocked down, and I get upset about it. And then something happens and then I sit up and I'm like, okay, next thing. Let's keep going. Like, what's the next journey? What's the next thing that I can do or I get to participate in? But I am noticing this, like, these lessons of equanimity in my life where us as humans, we think we know what's good or bad. And certainly there are some things that are just bad. Um, But what I'm trying to become more tuned into is that I don't necessarily know. I still have those emotions attached to it and I'll still get knocked down when something unexpected that is hard happens. Um, But yeah, I don't search out at least consciously uh, the lessons of equanimity, but they certainly come. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm learning that now. Yeah. I hear you. I I hear you very much. I I, I went through a period of, of frankly, I was really angry and hurt and upset and, yep. It didn't need to be that way, but that's where I was. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, so um, you're human. Hi. Yeah. Hi, human. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nice to see you. Uh, (laughs) um, And and so the decision, as I looked at this year, because that's what happens in the athletic ultra running world this time of year is you announce what your plans are what are you gonna do next year i was like well, i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> i might I, did i just did someone retire me like what is <laughs> happening
1: <laughs> the, i don't know what i'm gonna do is perfect
0: yeah so so what i did is i sat down i was like what is exciting yeah and what can i control right I can't control getting in or not getting in these events yep. so so i i sat down and I was like well i am excited about trying to learn how to run fast i have spent a career going up and down steep mountains and moving efficiently in the mountains yep. and quickly for the terrain but i've never learned how to run fast right i've run a road marathon in my life your and one five k, your, your second, was, run. Yeah, second run, <laughs> yeah, my second run, and and my first five k, I was pushing one of my children in a jogging stroller, yeah, right. He probably and still did. He probably did okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, there were there were people in front of me and some behind. <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Like, Ooh, and, um, it was your son in the stroller. I don't remember which. So one. So it was. did uh, they? You have... know,
0: actually, no. It was probably yeah. You know, it was our son because the two girls were running with my wife. Okay. So it was like, did same, he have a good time? Uh, he either was sleeping or giggling, so yeah, yeah. like one of the S- two. two. two of my cry- favorite activities, not crying. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking perfect. I'm just like, although so. I like that one too. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, a practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hobby. <laughs> yeah. Hobbies. Hashtag hobbies. <laughs> so, so there is a space in running where I've never spent time. Yeah, and so I'm curious. So, so I set a goal to to run a road marathon, mm. and and the goal is to PR. Okay. Turns out there's lots of numbers you can associate with that. Yep. Uh and I leaving that open currently. Yep. Yep. Um, but I'm i PR. With... It's
1: my best one in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's,
3: my, it's second. my only one in 10. <laughs> it's the my first... only
0: one in 10 years. <laughs> first one was in approach shoes and this one's yeah. going to be in super shoes. Oh my god. Yes. Ooh. So yeah. uh so that's goal one for the year. And so I'm working on that right Love now. It. How um, are you
2: enjoying that training? It's so fun. That's awesome. Yep. Um it's different. Yeah.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not going out and you know slogging up and down and getting tons of vert like we did this weekend. Yep. Which totally destroyed me, by the way. Yep. Um, but I'm getting up early and I I hop on the treadmill and I run certain paces. Yeah. Or, and it's different. Yeah. And and I'm and also I am seeing a lot of growth That's very awesome. quickly because I've not stressed these systems. Yeah. You know, it's the world's best worst fitness podcast or whatever we're on yeah. right now. Yeah, um I don't if, know.
1: T- today seems like best. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you <laughs> if you've never stress the system you see changes and and really fast and it's and it's extraordinarily um positive like you just like every time i every time i get on that treadmill i get super fucking high it's amazing i just want yeah yeah. each one of these runs faster yeah
0: Yeah.
2: you know so i am not training for a road marathon right now but i did buy a treadmill this winter Just because I was like, I need to get in more miles and it can be negative 50 in Montana. Like, in just... case
1: you win a lottery and get into an early hun- early season 100 miler. Exactly.
2: For which there's no way to prep in Montana. Yeah. But I told Mark, I was like, I can't believe how short it takes to get my run in. Yeah.
0: It's like
3: so fast. You
0: click off of nine miles and you didn't
1: even get through an episode of Friends.
3: Exactly. Like,
2: <laughs> I'm like, whoa, running takes no time on this thing. Yeah, weird. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I don't have to travel and I
2: yeah i I just drive i like
1: shorts i know my outfit
0: (laughs) i don't have to wear wear a down
2: jacket it's wild (laughs) i have a really good friend
0: who's a uh recovering cycling racer turned skates gear marathoner you may know of sam krieg um so sam's a good friend of mine no shit
1: yeah and (laughs) he's um there was a period in life where he was one of my favorite human beings just because i got to witness a a transformative period yeah. for him and then to see that play out in the tour of utah in 2010 yeah. Yeah. where he's like i got into the big leagues oh man i don't know if i like it here so much <laughs>
0: well so he quit cycling and yeah. went to marathoning yeah and has done a very similar thing with road marathon getting I into still... like low 220s yeah oh, that's uh, nice and so when i was like i set this goal i was like hey sam how do i do this and he's like oh you need to control all the variables
3: and, that
1: is Sam to a T, yeah, by the way. Especially. And and so I mean, he would send me screenshots of like scatter plots on his power meter and training, and I'm like Uh Jackson Pollock? And he goes, <laughs> No, it's very organized. Look at the two-minute frame. You know, whatever. I'll, like, I'll have oh, to send you some pictures. That'll oh, blow your mind. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sure. So
0: he, he he was like, Hey, you know, like these are the things that, that I think you should do. And he's had great success. And so I chatted with my coach, Scott yeah. Johnston, and and we put together a plan. And it's fun and it's exciting. Yeah. And, and I'm targeting right now the Eugene Marathon at the end of April. I and we'll it. see how it right. goes. Yep. You're right? Yeah. Nice. Um, second goal of the year is I said earlier that I have always identified as a rock climber. Well, in my mind, and this is maybe a holdover from, from climbing in the 90s, is uh, someone who's a great rock climber climbs 513. Yeah. So I'm gonna climb a five thirteen this year. Yeah,
1: or I'm gonna try damn hard
0: to do so.
2: Yeah, 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 completely. Yeah. Um,
0: and I'm going to lead that five thirteen. Yeah,
1: it's funny that number. Like to, like to sort of go back into, like, because with a fused ankle, one of the things I do, can, what I can do, um, you know, f- fitness wise or whatever, and then kind of enjoying it, especially when it's like a bunch of old dudes, um, is to go into the rock gym. Yeah, and then you realize like. Oh, the the children warm up on five eleven. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. That was my top end before. And i was always semi ashamed about that. <laughs> but and now, I, I mean, the number thing. I it, it's going to be arbitrary, whatever number Absolutely. you d- decide. Yes, but and why not?
0: Yeah, and and in my mind, as a formative climber, that was a benchmark. Oh yeah, yeah. and so it's a yeah. benchmark that I can strive for. I yeah. love it. Um, so that's exciting, and it's, and it allows me amongst my road marathon training is I can spend some evenings in the climbing gym working on building that fitness. And, yeah, and, and it's just
2: a fun movement.
0: Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I think it's also really special with your experience with your accident yeah. uh, to pursue that. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: it's gonna be hard, Blair. Oh, I would believe it completely. Um, oh, yeah. 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 I have yeah. To, I have to figure out how
1: to be uncomfortable on the sharp end. Yep. And um, that's gonna take. I think time. an interesting thing you said early in the conversation when you know. Talked about uh, that accident and that time. Um, What you said is like I didn't get back on the horse soon enough, and then that and then that just sits, yeah, and solidifies
0: and and solidifies. And I I I, since then I have led twice, and they're both (laughs) very significant experiences. Both time, yeah. Uh, One uh, Castle Rocks with a group with the university, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like a five six, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, I I had to lower off And have someone else Finish the climb And it was easy Climbing Easy But I couldn't do it
2: Easy Under parentheses Yeah
0: totally I mean the climbing The physical climbing The emotional And then the other
1: The emotional part was uh, Impossible I could not do it Yeah Yeah. Yeah. Wow
2: And
0: the other was Many years later At a Patagonia off-site meeting Mm -hmm. Uh, I got invited to participate In a design meeting With the climbers And on an off afternoon We went to the climbing gym turns out if you go to the climbing gym with a bunch of fi- f- like famous climbers, weird stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you got the Tommy Caldwells and Sonny Trotters and, you know, the yeah. Josh Whartons of the world. And yeah. like the r- red carpets come out. They didn't know who I was. Uh, so I had to do the lead test. Yeah. Oh. And they're like, hey, like, if, if you're going to climb with these guys, you need to go do the lead test. And I was like, okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what do I have to do? Yeah. You, know, you
0: just have to lead this and then fall. It's terrifying. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Go and, and it, sh- it shouldn't be. Yeah. Like the the mechanics are fine. Yeah. The equipment is
1: fine. Yeah. Um, come on. You're talking to the guy who used to test the holds in the rock gym. Yeah. Like. Like in the mountains, like this might be loose. It might yeah. be a spinner. Oh
3: God! <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but,
0: yes. So many pieces of that, and and that's it. Well, and I've not done it since. Yeah. And and so that goal, as a number itself. A lot of people can climb five thirteen. Yeah. yeah. But,
1: but i was but
2: gonna say this. Be a this journey. is why you didn't get into the races, is for this journey. Yeah, there's this, a, this
1: fascinating journey. thing that and we've just been circling it or we've been souping in it here, is that it's that we are still naturally comparative. Yeah. Like we're human beings, so we are comparative by nature. Um, of a lot of people can do it. Who gives a shit? this is your, this is the journey, you know? And and, mm. and I was thinking about like, I had to stop and lower off a five six. You are like people do that with no hands, you know, they're like, but who gives a fuck about the person who can do, you know, like I was confronting my own fucking mortality regardless of the number, mm. regardless of the physical difficulty, therefore it was a transformative or, uh, shutting down, yeah. like suffocating, yeah. um, experience. And, but we th- so often talk about these things, uh, you know, our personal experiences as they are viewed or, you know, related to by other human beings, which then, you know, prevents us from growing or maybe going back to that same deal. And I think, you know, as you say, 513 is a number. And, but there's a big journey
2: behind that number for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, going to yeah. be really fun. Yeah. And yeah. really scary. Yep. And that's okay. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, Practice maximum enthusiasm. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. Thanks, Brennan. Um, and then the third
0: goal um, is I wanted to see if, after doing those other things, the road marathon and then the climbing, if I could run a hundred miler faster than I ever have.
2: Of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, in no way am I going to say the next thing I'm saying to cheapen an experience for yeah. anyone. Um, but a hundred mile achieving a hundred miler has become something attainable. Yep. Right? It's not something at this point in my life is intimidating. Yes. Um it's still a very intimidating distance. Yep. It's hard. And
1: a lot of shit but, has to go right.
0: But yes, it's just
2: the same yes. as like um uh the five six or five thirteen, the hundred. It's yeah. not it's your journey and yeah. so it's very attainable. Yeah.
0: And so what I wanna see is if I can take all of these years of experience and training and do it better yeah specifically for the goal of of that betterment yeah like putting it all together and seeing yeah so
1: yeah what um yeah
2: (sighs) oh wait can i compliment you for a second Souping, my new favorite verb. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. That's a good one. <laughs> Forget
0: marinating. Yeah. 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 Souping. We're souping. We're souping.
1: Yeah, marinating, there's no heat. Exactly. Souping, you're just, you yeah. got to, you get you get turn the stove to simmer. <laughs> Here we
0: are,
3: simmering, souping. souping.
2: So Mark is like an incredible chef, and he's lived in his place for seven years-ish. Yeah and the yeah, i was like a cooking her, I, I was, incredible gas range wait, in my kitchen it's amazing wait i was cooking incorrect i was rewarming something <laughs> that martin <laughs> made right and he was like what did you do to the stovetop that's incredible i'm like i put it on simmer and he was like what i was like yeah i just put it on simmer you turn the knob to the left instead of the right and he was like what mind blow. <laughs> new level unlocked. and i was like oh my god <laughs> I had
1: always been angry at this range for not being like. There's one burn; it's like the small one, where I can actually simmer the rice, you know. And I'm like, why doesn't this fucking go low enough? Seven fucking years. Turn it. You push the push the knob in and turn to the left. Gives you access to the simmer setting. So many simmer options over there. Incredible. (laughs) I'm like, oh my god.
2: (laughs) And I was like, you're amazing.
1: (laughs) You don't even cook. Are you from here? The fuck? No, I'm not. No. I am certainly an alien. Ah, uh, wow. Outed. But you just want me to have new experiences in life, exactly. So, you know, so Opening that, doors. That was one. Mm-hmm. That was one of them. But the thing what I'm curious about is if I was choosing, enough you know, to if the, if. Uh, a 100 mile race faster than you've ever done obviously there are some that will be more attractive environmentally let's just say than others and i know that when we were talking about blair who wants to do her first actual hundred um you know there's options right you don't want to have some one with you know forty thousand vert if there is such a thing i'm Um, gonna try
2: first off Yes. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? So,
1: so for a fast hundred, did, did you, did did you impose some other sort of limitations, or is it just? Yes, uh, I did. Uh, okay.
0: Yes, because I also wanted to do a little bit of self comparison. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm going back to the bear. That's awesome. nice. Yeah, which that- I've run four times, I believe. Three or four.
2: And your wife has done it a couple of times. Twice, Yeah, that's incredible. So we have a good history with that race. That's special.
0: Um, It was my first. It was her first. um, And the course is the same.
1: I was marveling the other night, whatever night that was, not that long ago, when you were talking about that in the tent and people like making a wrong turn and blah, blah, blah. And all these landmarks, Ranger Dip and da, 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 and these other things, you know, like, oh, yeah. It's the same as these big routes in the mountains. Yes, the people who've done them all know that. You know, yeah, mm. yeah. These, and, and these places, very vivid points. Oh right? goodness! Yes, and
0: and just like you can revisit a climbing route, point by point, by point by. I can do that for these. Well, uh-huh. most runs that I have done, um,
1: so part wild. of you it becomes part of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and if you're talking about things that are that are especially things that are happening in the latter half. Yeah or the upper half of a root, for example, yeah. they're more vivid. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're more of an antenna by the time you get there.
3: You you're know? naked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're
1: naked by the time you get there. Yeah. yeah. And and that's also the
0: space where the big mistakes are made. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, the consequences of those are very different, right? A mistake in a big alpine route is very different than a mistake at a hundred miler. Yeah.
3: Depends
1: um, on, d- it depends on your level of emotional involvement. Indeed.
2: indeed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? that's good. That's, that's really right? good. Yes. Because yeah. it can be
1: just as, you know, if, if, if it's, a, if it's identity related yeah, with the sure. activity, it can be just as, de- I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, but physical, okay. Physical, sure. But the emotional you know, consequences.
0: Yeah. Could could be the same, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Um, or as transcendent. Yes. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah. Anybody can run course record pace for fifty miles. It's what the next fifty look like that make the course record. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's it, it's it's fascinating, and I'm excited to to be able to have that experience. Yeah. Um. And to try.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: So see what see what this newfound leg speed can turn into, <laughs> and is that yeah. it's late September? Yeah, yeah, okay. last weekend of
1: September. Yeah,
2: let's be back from Scotland then. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we need to come down. Maybe make a trip. Yeah. Yeah. Or up? Uh, or it depends extra? on which city you're in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, down from Montana, up from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a good year yeah That's it'll like be a amazing great year. Year. Yeah. yeah and it's it's
0: very different than many of my colleagues in the kind of professional running space right yeah. They are gonna list off like six or eight races and race themselves to the bone for uh, the appropriate Instagram likes or notoriety that they're seeking yep. um,
2: that their
1: sponsors are requiring
0: yeah. yeah yeah and part of that offline discussion is the, the <sighs> partnerships that I have are supporting me yep. yeah. yeah to do me. Yep. Right, and if I do that right, then
1: it value add to all. Yep. And that's a, like one of the beautiful. Like I had my first. You know, I'll just say I'd, I'd been on the receiving end of the sponsorship situation for a long time, um, in both the positive and the negative ways. Uh, sometimes you get to stand up straight. Sometimes you don't. And one um, uh, started bringing this particular brand of climbing equipment into the United States uh, needed to have a team of people. So, you know, I want to offer them that experience of not i don't care what you do you be you like i like part of the reason that i want to do this is to help you be you and not try and steer what i think would sell the most obviously that company i ran it into the ground with this attitude but (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) you know could have just like oh you had a shitty season you're fucking fired i got a young kid over here who's willing to risk his life to you know do great shit that'll you know, garner a huge amount of media support and that will translate into sales. Conversion rate should be at least 3.7%. And if that doesn't happen, you're out of here, Um, you know, or whatever the, 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 that thing is. And I just feel like, I want to see what you like, if there's a way that we can help, like some of it is like a reward uh, for what has already happened. Sure. What you do in the future. I don't give a shit. Yep. Here you go. Here's the thing. Or there's like, Uh, You know, everybody else involved in this particular, you know, in this particular pursuit of climbing won't sponsor this guy because he's from a small country and nobody can even pronounce his fucking last name. Um, And even though we are, you know, Gravel North America, I'm going to sponsor this. I'm going to help out this guy who happens to live in Slovenia. And uh, he's got the greatest attitude. He's done the uh, he's a very serious individual. Um, He does amazing things. He doesn't like to talk about it. And. I believe that this that his his attitude his spirit and his way of going about doing things um which I want to support because I'd like other people to be able to see or share. And I don't a lot of times I, I mean I I don't know how it works these days, you know. Yeah. Unless, you know, it's a it's a small company and it's people that I know um you know, from the past that I've worked with who are running such small companies now. I mean, I know what they're looking for and doing and trying and, and seeing. And and I would have to say that like my experience in, you know, helping people out, uh, 20 years later, some of them still climb different lives, families, kids, you know, the whole thing, like, God damn, we made some pretty good choices back then in terms of, Of sponsoring human spirit Mm. rather than commercial outcome. Mm -hmm. Mm Yes, you know. I love that. Yes, and yeah, I. It's cool to hear that you have partnerships with people that you know they're interested in you and what that entails. Yes, as opposed to the outcome broadcast cheerleading.
0: Yeah, and that's it's that. certainly evolved, right? The first sponsorship I had is now 14 years ago, at least yeah. for running. Okay. Um, there was some snowboarding stuff in the distant past. Different yes. story. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, what it takes for someone to break in now is social media. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And that's not athletics. Yeah. Let's be very clear that social media is not athletics. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> it is <Yeah>. not sport.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Name of this episode.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a bit too long for me to buy a URL. Social media is not athletics. <laughs> dot. Yeah. Me, I guess yeah. is what that would be. <laughs> that would have to yeah. be us. Yeah. John, us, yeah, exactly. You can buy those ones? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: but but what it can be, is is if the athlete finds the right places, and and yes. I have over time, and that has evolved somewhat. But I've been with the same partners for a long time now, and and the managers have changed, the marketing people have changed, but my expectations of them haven't because you're in a relationship with the the ethos of this commercial entity yes yes and and yes they support me but but my my part of the contract Mm -hmm. is i'm going to do what they need me to do to promote their business yeah they need to support me as an athlete yeah and and that maybe doesn't have anything to do with the equipment yeah Right. It might just be an email saying, "Yeah, we're psyched on your goals. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Or what other things can we do to support you? Um, And and I, I am very fortunate. I fully recognize that that not all athletes are in the same. Yeah. And not all marketing folk see it the same. See it the same. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But
1: I think a lot of times, like let's just say that something like a that company culture." influences that behavior i mean if it's strong enough yes right like there's you know one of the local ones here changed you know because it 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 went from privately held and and largely employee held to publicly held that changed a lot of things um others have remained uh well let's just say they wanted to be free yeah in a way and not beholden to you know bottom line yeah the company's got to be p- profitable in order for there to be anything to invest in athletes and ambassadors absolutely it's you know and i would i would have to say you know i'd have ha- had a uh, wonderful <laughs> if i'm looking at the overall experience um, with in, in professional relationship with patagonia uh, not necessarily in the beginning or maybe that was a low point in the in you know at some point but just because, you know, very much in the beginning and infamous letter that, you know, Yvonne wrote to Rock and Ice back in the day about, you know, something that I had written um, of of not actually, uh, you you know, being willing to, you know, sponsor, support, pay, to changing almost utterly to realizing that, oh, this isn't a... This isn't a commercial thing necessarily. We are we are investing in human spirit and broadcasting that human spirit. And if we keep these relationships for a long time and let them be relatively free, and now we can afford to do that, yeah. to allow these athletes to develop on their timeline, their human sort of journey, I mean, it's pretty fucking cool to have been able to witness that and to, to see from fucking no way you know go back and live with your parents and maybe they'll support you to these long-term relationships with athlete with human beings yes um that allow for growth and 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 because of that and it's almost non-commercial in nature it seems like a lot of the relationship in in just in the spirit of it is that people are more apt to listen to, to like, oh, I'm gonna tap into this this human story because it's a human story. It's not a commercial story. Yes. I don't feel like someone's trying to sell me some shit on the back of some achievement. I don't feel like these are the things, it's like these human experiences that are being shared. The mechanism of a relationship, I mean it matters, but it also doesn't affect in a in a like in a negative way. Uh um, so I would say that they have been one of the companies that I would say you know, as far as their athlete ambassador relationships, you know across all different activities. Bravo bon and,
0: and as a recipient of that program, yes, um I have never felt that a business had my back so well, yeah, than that relationship. And, and they're willing to, to let me take risks, mm-hmm. and that's risk for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and to, to walk a different path mm-hmm. and to believe in it, and it's awesome. Yeah. And it allows the, that impossible to become more probable. Yeah. Nice, yeah. and And, yeah, at the end of the day, they still need to sell jackets so that I can do the cool things that I do. Yeah, sure. Right. Oh yeah. Thank you everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also those jackets help us do things in the mountains. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but, but, but you know, if you're working on a project, you know, say, say it's even like the world and, and you're like, man, I really need this pack to do this thing. Yeah. You know what? So I can climb and run. Yeah. Right. Or I need this footwear to do these. I need it to be sticky and light and fast. Right? Yeah. Like,
1: and, and to be able to have that, But I need a hard 90 degree edge on the back of the heel so I can descend steep snow slopes. Yeah, so I make it down the notch and (laughs) not die. Yeah, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um,
2: This is like when Joey told me I wasn't allowed to wear hokas on the Grand. (laughs) I did. Yeah. Bold. Yeah. <laughs> I slipped. It was scary, terrified <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was like, maybe this stubbornness wasn't such a great idea. <laughs> Dude, don't
1: tell me I can't do
0: this. Exactly.
2: I'm definitely wearing hocus now. <laughs> but it, but in the big
0: picture world, those relationships, there are people that are just helping hold the portal open. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it and it takes this whole kind of messy mix to
1: to have that journey. Yeah. And it's a really cool journey. Yeah. As much as you know, we sort of on this podcast and, in life, you know, sort of bash on the, the over commercialization of sure. things. You know, it's, it is, it is wonderful to, to, to see that there are people to, that are just holding the line. Yeah. Of, of that of like, okay, how can we, I'm, we need ambassadors. I mean, and, and I think honestly that Patagonia coined the term, you yeah. know, at least in the outdoor, the outdoor space, in, out, yeah. outdoor space, um, as opposed to, you know, sponsored athlete or whatever. Like let's, let's put it, you know, let's describe it for what it is. I want someone to be able to walk out to a group of people and talk about the the spirit and the ethos of, you know, what we're trying to do. Yeah, we're trying to make these highly technical products that allow people to, you know, maybe to... to uh, to ha- help them have these outdoor experiences But also not fuck up the place While we're doing it <laughs> mm-hmm. You know which was a really cool thing listening To you know when Jared was talking you know before The start of the 24 hour she talked about Rufa And how this year you know Hey yeah we're cupless and in fact We've got a health department approved dishwashing Station back here so any clean cup That you get from a fucking table here You know that you know it's when you go and get, it's, it's clean, has, has, it's, <laughs> it's clean. Yeah. you can Count on that and it's shit we're not thrown away And it's um, And and the fact that, you know, he learned a lot of, you know, what, you know, what's happening, you know, and I guess it was Rock who was talking about it, you know, learned a lot about what was happening at Rufa from your Scout Mountain race of, and then when you talked to me, you know, you mentioned like, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the Scout, you know, we probably spent seven or eight hours or however long it is to go through and separate the recycling from the actual trash. And then this, you know, what was going in the trash after the race is, you know, this two foot in diameter, you know, single fucking garbage bag, which is really amazing. And it got me thinking about, you know, different events and shit, because I like hate to see trash in the mountains. And you for sure see it more in Europe than you do here, because, you know, Leave No Trace wasn't a thing in Europe, you know, the place had already been traced, (laughs) you know, the place had already been horrendously fucked up, you know, by the time the sort of Harvey Manning backpacker kind of, you know, ethos. Um, arrived in the U.S., Europe was already ruined, and then so it got me thinking. The other, you know, I had plenty of time on my hands while I was waiting for laps to be done, and you know, <laughs> cr- crew responsibilities to need okay, to. Okay, I didn't run
2: up in forty-seven minutes.
1: <laughs> we running up for
0: forty-seven minutes,
1: which
2: <laughs> yeah, and then longer too. <laughs> <laughs> you just hadn't reached the turnaround point yeah, by then, yeah. but,
1: which was great because I got more you know time alone to think about shit and read you know whatever, but um thinking about it and thinking about like different sports and their impact and certainly different organized events and their impact and i was like man there was so much in road racing on a bike mm-hmm. so much fucking trash and i'm like oh it's ur- it's almost it's urban in origin so no one gives a fuck so even if you're out in the middle of nowhere at a turnaround spot you know fucking you toss it because that's the culture of the sport and it came from and i understand where it came from um And because, you know, you're tossing water bottles and, you know, shit like that. Now, some of the some of the races, especially the um, anything maybe more modern, maybe more tied to gravel or, you know, maybe mountain bike, whatever you toss a bottle, you toss trash, you're fucking out. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody catches you and that's and I think that's that's really cool. But the and, and I was thinking like, oh, my God, the cultural aspect people, these long endurance events go on for so long that an individual's ethics be, can become very fluid so the guy who for the first you know 30 miles will you know guy whatever racer the individual who for the in the first 30 miles very strict about like trash i put the trash back in my jersey pocket or i put it you know i put it in a pocket i've got a special one where the sticky goo wrappers or the you know whatever go um and nothing else goes in there because nothing else can because it's sealed shut by fucking liquid <laughs> sugar. But um, but and and then eighty miles into it, those ethics might go out the window. And I know this happens because it happened to me on a route once that, um, where we're just like got pushed too far, we were too far out and we were confronting our own mortality and whether we were going to be able to succeed or not and blah blah blah. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, all the ethical shit that I believe in went was gone, and. I, I think that's the fascinating thing about these organized, you know, like an Iron Man or a 100-mile-foot or a race or, you know, 200-plus-mile-foot race or whatever, is that it takes people, allows people to journey to places where they can confront the seriousness um, or, the, let's see, the sustainability of their own convictions. And I think as race organizers, um, you know, you need to help shape that. And that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And if you're running up for air and, you know, it's a, like this whole thing is about, you know, let's just say clean sport and not talking about doping, um, but clean sport in a way of like, hey, we're going to go use this thing, do this thing. We're in nature. We are going to have an impact. Let's try and reduce that as much as possible. And we'll be educating the participants along the way. Yeah, And the better we do as a race organization the stronger the message that they receive and i think that's a pretty fucking cool thing
0: we talk about that at scout a lot at the race that i put on um the the joke is that we're an environmental race with a running problem (laughs) (laughs) perfect (laughs) um but but thinking about how we're hosting a a potentially transformative experience for people yeah um, but how do we facilitate in a way that it's not negatively transformative to the environment? Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Um, and and kind of as Rock mentioned, and he probably gave us more credit than we deserve because he was part of our conservation practices to begin with. To begin with, so he yeah. was he was part yeah. of it. But I, I appreciate the shout out there. Um, but but thinking on when you're opening that doorway. How do you appropriately prepare the person to not lose their ethics? Yeah. yeah, when it's hard. Yeah, right. And and so you make it as as simple as you can. You make it you assign volunteers to sort trash and to help with things like that. Um, and then the end, that's a value add to their personal experience because they didn't throw the goo wrapper on the trail right before the finish and think like, Oh, I had this great race, but then I did that kind of crappy thing. Um, it just helps them feel even better about the amazing thing. that
1: Set accomplish. them up for
2: best success. Best success. Best success. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. You provide the conditions like you can sort of guide people towards, you know, uh, I'll say guide people back to their own good behavior. Yeah. Or yeah. towards it in the first place. You know? Yeah. Um, by, by making it, less impossible to uh, um you know to behave well yeah and 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 i uh i think that i think there's some other things just culturally that i've learned about the ultra running thing of certain races saying hey we're not going to be we're not part of the pipeline um to these other events
2: oh yeah as a as a yeah, qualifier yeah. Awesome. or yeah
1: you know or let's say hey you know cuz in climbing it's, there's you know the the especially the guided pipeline it's like you do Rainier and then you do Denali and then you get to go to Everest you know for the pe- you know the moneyed people who want to have that guided experience like that pipeline's bullshit you know yeah. you're not fucking learning anything you're exactly. just acquiring yeah. and and people are all are, are shielding you from the experience to the extent possible yep um so that you so they can collect your money and you can later say that you did it and I think these are, the, these are the, the kinds of things that happen that are actual, you know, obviously is exploitative of, of the environment but also quite destructive to it. But it's just inter- fascinating to hear that people are like drawing a line. like, hey, we want to have a certain experience and we want our the experience that we provide with our particular event um, <coughs> to appeal to some individuals and not to others maybe not to others maybe not yeah. to maybe not to others and uh i think having those kinds of ideals um is also something that that makes you know different events quite unique from each other and not just you know copy and paste mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think that's part of the magic of oh, yeah. right it's what makes it such a special event is cuz you're doing it for more than just doing
1: it
2: yeah yes Oh big time yeah yeah if I'm gonna enter an organized event it's going to be something like that yeah yeah yeah
1: because yeah, the That's ones good. that are attractive to you know we were like trying to go through the list of options for a first hundred mile race and like well, this is the one I want to do mm-hmm. and maybe I don't get in this year, but mm-hmm. this is the one that it's in the it's a you know incredibly beautiful place mm-hmm. they, they, you know all the things kind of line up to coincide with what you and I you're their
2: seeking. vocalized principles and their and their principles in action yeah absolutely yeah yeah
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely
2: yeah i would really be interested in scout if i didn't live in montana and june 3rd was when winter stopped
0: (laughs) i heard you had a treadmill now Damn. i need to
2: stop telling you things luke
0: you know i i like to enable endurance experiences
3: yeah. i'm an endurance enabler nice
2: but we will be there this year i know i'm so excited we get a pace Shout justine, justine. Yep. yeah 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 it's gonna be yeah. awesome very special look at our team together all year it's
0: gonna be great. Yeah. 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 Scout, Hilo. R-
2: Rufa,
1: Rufa.
0: Yeah. yeah. Stacking up. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Bear, maybe. I mean, yeah. we oh, might yeah, just Bear. be there to like. No, you
2: should, yeah. You definitely I bet be we there. will be, and yeah. I bet Justine will be there too. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: yeah.
1: yeah. I I I say we um, we bookmark the Bhutan. I want to talk I, about that so bad because yep. I think it seeing it from the outside having a it I, I think it merits
0: more yes same i completely agree yep. yeah. yeah yeah there there are experiences and then there are the ones that redefine us yeah and and yeah the the depth of the conversation um i look forward to having that yeah just gonna make sure it's not five years down the road
2: yeah
3: seriously yeah <laughs>
1: put you on the whiteboard in there.
0: Great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it'll only be 3.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: get, I get the I get the impression that you know the overlapping circles are becoming more overlapping at this point. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. 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 And I'm and I'm glad of, that this um that we you know waited until the time was mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm grateful for it.
2: Yeah. Big time. Same here. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm very grateful that our, our orbits have come together. Yep. Indeed.
0: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: It's been really special.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: We didn't even make it three hours.
2: What? Are we like 258? <laughs>
1: <laughs> if we were 258, we could, I don't know where. That's I, okay. I, I, yeah. I think we might be at 240. Perfect Yeah Yeah. Whatever Who cares Because it feels like we're It's good Yeah Yeah We hit the off ramp Yeah Coasted to a Now we just got to decide You know where the best bear claws are in and alaska no no in at which gas station we're off we got the off ramp on the road trip, oh yeah off the freeway <laughs> on the road trip pulling we're off where <laughs> are we stopping yeah where are we stopping <laughs> <laughs> personally i like sinclair because you know they shit where they eat
2: do yeah yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> isn't that funny yeah that's hilarious thank you
3: thank you mm, yeah thank,
2: thank you Luke. yeah wow